too. I don't know why you're so like, no, cautious. You're fine. You can have yeah, the tip close to your mouth. Sounds like audio crisp. This is the North End. This is the North End. Welcome to the North End Podcast, where three Canadians talk about English soccer. Today, I am blessed with Connie, who I'm now calling you Connie, by the way. You're on it, eh? And, and, yeah. And Forrest. I'm just <laughs> skipping, I'm skipping first names. I'm making it easier for myself. How you fellas doing? Good, Good. bro. Good. Today, today, we are live from the CBC Election Canadian Broadcast booth. Dun, We are in the middle of a very important moment in the history of Canada. Maybe not. Maybe nobody's going to care. But anyways, uh, I know you fellas voted. I know I voted as well. Hopefully you folks did as well. But we're going to skip all of that crap because fuck politics. Let's get on with No football. judgment if you didn't, guys. <laughs> I will judge. You should always Oh, vote. I would judge as well, but and I'm not going to do it on the vote, podcast. And if you don't vote, don't ever talk about politics. Yeah, that's fuck, my rule. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. About that. You know, we can apply that to soccer. If you don't watch your team, fucking, I don't want to hear your opinion. That's a good one 100%. as well. That specifically goes out to a lot of Man United fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good shout. I like that. Nicely done. All right, yeah. let's let's uh, let's get into our usual starting point, uh, game week summary. Yeah, Connie? okay. Uh, we started off the week with Everton. what a week. It, it was, was a crazy a good week. week. It was a lot, a lot of talking A lot of talking points. Excited, actually. I've been excited to talk, have this chat all day. Everton at home uh, to West Ham. And I think Brian said it last pod, and I think we all agreed. Um, Everton needed to win this game, or the manager was yeah. getting fired. Yeah, and for sure. not only did they win two 0 but for me, they won convincingly. Probably should have been three or four. One of their, probably if not the best performance they've had this season. Offensive for sure, all the yeah. time movement. Um, again, like I said, two 0 There was a couple of big saves by both keepers. Could have been three or four. Mm-hmm. It was. It's a good win for Everton. Did anybody need it more in the league? Anybody? I can't say that anybody did. Maybe Watford. Well, we'll get to that, <laughs> won't we? Transition. And, oh, we're too soon. And then uh, Brian's favorite boys, the villains. Huge. Second favorite boys, but yeah. I got to have something to cheer for. Huge 2-1 win over Brighton. Jesus Christ, Aston Villa with VAR. Yeah. Every game. Every, yeah. every game. It's weird. It's not just them, though. Let's be honest. Every game with VAR. I know. I but, oh, no. I mean, like, like, I, I know, I, I know, I know what you're trying to do, but like, I, let's stick to this point. It's freakish. Yeah. Aston it is. Villa, it is. every game, it, it is. VAR. It's a, a couple of times a game yeah, it's, it's a bit more than anybody else, weird. but certainly the whole thing is just a fucking shambles, if you ask me. But Grealish finally gets his first Premier League goal. He so, did, yeah, uh, yeah, he did. Big red card, changes game, deserved red card for Mui. Um, uh, early early enough, too, to really affect the second half and yep. what was going to happen with it. Twelfth in the table for Villa, doing really well so far, good for them. Uh, news fest of the week, Bournemouth at home in Norwich, 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, watched some of the highlights, just... Nothing going on. Pookie yeah, I didn't even bother. Pookie came close. It was a boring game. I know. Slow paced. A lot of players seemed like they were not with it. On both Bor- teams. Bournemouth specifically, I think there's like Wilson. Callum Wilson was looking like really off the mark. Yeah. Like they, he had a few opportunities that like if he was on his game, it could have been an interesting. Yeah, I, yep. I kind of like Wilson right now too. He's sort of got, his mm-hmm. form has been, has been good. You sort of expected him to get some goals in this game. So we talk about him, both right? Both teams, no, no. I mean. So is he a guy that's, when we, t- we say this all the time. If he made the jump like that next level, and I'm not saying it's like you know, Spurs, if he had, Liverpool, if he had some distribution, goes to like or Everton or Leicester, somebody where they would need a striker. Is he? Could he? Is he potential 15, 20 goal scorer? I'd say maybe eight or nine. 
maybe he gets. He's going to get eight or nine this year. Is no he though? Problem. What's yes. he on right now? Two, three. I think he's got like four, three or four. I don't know. You said that about his striker last week, and I corrected yeah. you in your four. Callum Wilson. Should, 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 should we do another bet that I say he gets double dip? Callum Wilson will get like fifteen this season. That's what I'm saying. Fifteen. He's a guy who can get a hat trick in a game. At Bournemouth. Yeah, he can have. He'll get at least double digits. He can have games where he can pat like his pats stats. I think he'll be lucky to get ten. But we'll, let's move on. We'll monitor it. Uh, I was very impressed with this next game. Chelsea at home to Newcastle, 1-0. Should have been 3 or 4. The way they lined up, very offensively. hudson Adoy started to look yeah. good. Yeah. Chelsea looking Tammy good. Tammy Abraham also could have had three. Tammy Abraham should have had three. Chelsea looking good. Yeah. You, is this your it. official it's turnaround? Crazy, but is this your official turnaround on Chelsea? I'm not going to say yet because we, you know, we saw what's we've seen what's happened with teams who have a manager come in and they sort of that bounce. You know, you guys know that from when Oli came in totally. last season. Um, we're only nine games in, but I still do, I think you got to think about it. I think you got to consider like he does look like he knows what he's doing with these players, and he does he is getting them to play a certain way. For me. It's not the manager bounce. He's actually got them playing a certain way, and it's noticeable more so than what Ollie did. Although Ollie did a very good job for that those fifteen games, but it'll be interesting to see if he could, if he what happens if they get a key injury or what happens if they you know if, uh, if, if Tammy Abraham gets an injury like sure. how do, how who's going to score then you know what I mean so they've got like, people who could put the ball in it. Mason yeah. Mount can score. Yeah. William look good. Uh, they also have a really good midfield. Yeah, like everything that's happening on the offensive front that looks pretty, it's happening because the midfield the is, is real good. It's just it's quick, it's decisive. Jorginho's an amazing little ball distributor. We've got other guys around him who are well. also very good at maintaining yeah. possession. Like Pulisic, all, though, he came on. He, he almost having a hard time. Yeah. He is having Struggling. a hard time. We should talk about that. But he almost set up Abraham huge. And I apologize. I'll drink in a second. I don't know that a Newcastle defender came in and slid and saved it. Sure. Sharp, but yeah. it would have been a great assist. Abraham, like Paul said, should have had three or four. They look good. They look good. And I, honestly, like we're seeing all the other teams around them not look very good uh, either. So, you know, um, they they deserve to be in the position that they're in, but the other teams around them aren't really performing either. So. You're talking about like the, the Arsenal. talking the Arsenals and the Spurs, Spurs and, and the United. United and, you know, yeah, yeah. They, they're all kind of like struggling and and Chelsea seem to be just consistent. And they just yeah. seem, to, seem, to, seem to keep winning games despite... You know, maybe not being the best defensively, but they've got enough going forward to get it done. They've got some tough games coming up, so we'll see they how do. that goes. Yeah. Uh, probably the third hottest team in the Premier League, Leicester City at home to Burnley. 2-1 Leicester. Vardy and Tillemans, again, VAR Central. Yeah. Yeah. It was Vardy, crazy. Vardy's amazing because he doesn't show up for 89 minutes of the game, and then he just pops in on goal. One minute, one minute, and he gets it consistently. Yeah, so like annoying. His, <laughs> but he's his, amazing at it. Uh, there's a stat that is, uh, it's like this weird matrix that uh, the league kind of outputs, and it talks about like the likelihood of how many goals you should have given your opportunities Chances, in the box and a few yeah. other different variables, and his is like really fucking low. And yet his scoring record is a goal really a game. High. So he takes his chances better than most. Yeah. Yep. He's awesome. Super clinical. And that Telemann's goal was fucking Laser. fantastic. Really good, really good goal. Laser yeah. beam. Yeah. But the Burnley one that was called off was very interesting as, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but like the ball's going in, Wood runs, and it doesn't look like he tries to clip Johnny Evans, but there is a little bit of contact. Ankle, right? And it's heel. considered a foul and considered a chance for him to clear the ball. The ball was probably going in the net. It was, yeah. This, this is, I don't want to say it's a bad call because I understand it, but I think it's very unlucky for Burnley, and this could have been a point for them, which would have been huge. They're impressing me a lot this season. Mm-hmm. Burnley, I think, are they need credit. They're playing very well. They're organized. That was a really good game to watch. Now, this next game, this next game is very interesting. Paul's wearing the shirt. 
Is that the one you're going to? Yeah, I'll, I will go to that one. <laughs> Wolverhampton. I'm not at, ready yet. If that's Wolverhampton <laughs> at was a, home, was a weird moment. <laughs> yeah, Wolverhampton at home is Southampton, one each. And I've said it in the last five minutes like crazy. Var everywhere you go. Again. V A R V A. I hate it. But hate hold it. on a second. So Jimenez gets two goals. I think like I'm not sure it was in the first half or whenever. Called off. Both of them, VAR's in play. Both of them are the right call, Brian. It's a handball, and the one plays offside with a pass leading up to it. Those would have been missed if we didn't have VAR. And if you were a Southampton fan, you don't get a point on Saturday. Okay. And I understand VAR's not perfect, but in plays like that, there's no chance the ref was getting any. Not true, actually. The linesman got the handball, so they got that. But the other one, no one would have saw it. It was so quick. I'm not saying... That there aren't benefits to VAR, yeah. or it hasn't gotten it right sometimes. I just, anyway, we don't need to get into that whole debate. But for me, it's just too inconsistent to be happy about it yet. But we it'll can move on. T- it'll take time. Tottenham Hotspur at home to Watford, one each. Yeah, lucky to get a point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. I then, think there's a there's a few there's a few questionable calls in this scenario in, that included VAR both ways. Like I think uh, Yan Mertongan should have been called for a penalty. I think that's a, oh it really was, it was a clear penalty. It should I, have been a penalty. I I wasn't sure on that. One. Um, I think that there were other in, incidences that should have been called penalties for both sides. I think there was three in total that I was just like it's they've got it wrong. It was a lot. lot. And uh, and I think the I think the Dali Alley one they got right for me. It's a, it's off his shoulder. Not oh not, I was fine with that. But um, that was a vi- that was a goalkeeping error. Like it was, that, but that but it was be a goal. It was a wonderful finish. Um, oh, great finish. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spurs just, again, not good enough. Consistently um, keeping the ball back back and forth and sideways. I feel like it's, you know, Villish Bose all over again. We have zero cutting edge to, and nobody's getting in behind. Nobody's making runs. They just look like they've run out of ideas. And when you don't yeah. have an Erickson on the pitch who yeah. does that, and even if he was in the pitch, arguably maybe he isn't going to do that anyway because he's just been so bad. Um, we're missing. We're missing creativity. We're missing a new spark, something different that we we've, we just haven't had it. We haven't had it since January. So yeah, other than in the in the Champions League, which arguably was lucky. So this this game this was the game for me where I was like Spurs are going to bounce back. Spurs. Are, I watched this. I know you were convinced. I watched this game in its and then we let it go in in the six minutes, and I was like, yep. So this, <laughs> there we are. <laughs> this was my game where I'm officially like I can't trust Spurs anymore. Just, kind of thing. They didn't look good. They no, look terrible. they look they look poor. So terrible. I started to like. It was a bit of a gift of a point. Like at the end of the was. day, that tying goal was a bit of a gift. It was a huge the gift. soccer gods. It's a yeah. it's a it's a well bit of, taken, but it's it's, it's a bit of a gift. But let's be let's be honest. Watford weren't very good either. No, I mean maybe so, yeah, maybe it was a deserved. No, no, yeah. nobody does. They're bottom of the league. It, it so. was a deserved point, maybe from like I think the, it's, from I, the play, yeah. but it was an error that leads to it that sure. shouldn't happen. Yeah, and it was, was an error for their goal too in the first six minutes. So oh, Danny Rose was, was way out of position. Positional, yeah, but great Horrible. finish, great but ball. fantastic ball. Yeah, I was gonna ask, yeah, poor position on that. But here's what Rose I want, looks like. Here's what I want to ask. Himself. So last year's season before you go, you could always say regardless of like midfield or forward, that Spurs back line is solid. Oh, it's are are, are Alderweireld right starting to yeah. do the dip? decline? Because yeah. I'm watching them this it's game. Starting, and I'm like, I've been watching them do this for like the last six months. I'm like, I don't recognize <laughs> these this, guys. Have I not been saying this, this forever? This makes me okay. <laughs> that, like, 
This is like one We've of those things where like we got so mad at United not for not signing yeah. a center back, not signing him because he's available for twenty million and all stuff. Maybe that's why nobody bought him. Nobody signs him, and then this happens. It's like, oh, I guess scouting reports actually serve a function. Do they matter? When you don't Do actually when you don't see the scouting reports, you're just assuming to because be fair, you're watching highlights. That to be fair, though, can... like watching Vertonghen last season, he was our. He, I say that a lot. I know, but we he was he was uh, one of our best players. He this season he looks particularly like he's lost it. It's weird. And now it probably has something to do with the contract situation and psychological and all the other all the other players around him Maybe. playing like crap but I don't know we're terrible at the moment and uh, you just have to accept it and hopefully you know we play tomorrow in the Champions League maybe we'll get something out of it he's but. a guy who probably just needs a change of scenery well, I, I think they all do I mean Erickson like, like Smalling is killing we're, it in Roma now we're talking about six six seasons these guys uh, I mean Vertonghen's the longest yeah and then yeah. Uh, uh, Alderweireld was the season after yeah. that but yeah and, and same with Danny Rose Danny Rose we've had for I think even longer than has, Vertonghen five, has there years. been enough talk about the manager no it just feels like no. I, I just, and I, I there's been uh, part in of me my world yes <laughs> there's been tons but not in the normal world though no it's there like I literally on Sky Sports, I I saw like three or four people say like he he needs to go or he needs really? to move himself. Yeah, like it's everywhere. So if you're not seeing it, it's because you're not looking for it, and maybe it's just because I. No, I definitely have heard he needs to go. In, I heard in it that, a couple of weeks ago. He no, needs no, to was, make the move. Like he needs to take his next step, yeah. pack yeah. up his bags, and go. Yeah. But I haven't heard a lot of. Well, I mean, look at the form of this club. Like this club needs to fire their manager. Yeah. I haven't heard a lot of that. Stuff. I've heard. I've heard some. Which of I that. like. I actually like that a lot of people have just kind of trusting that he is obviously a very accomplished and good manager, and that whatever's going through he's here now isn't anything, really his fault. He's built up enough credibility there so that like I don't think he deserves to or is going to get that See, talk. And you probably hear it in Spurs circles. Sure. Yeah. Ryan, I don't know that you can say. I, okay. So I'm disheartened to I'm, hear that you say that let he me just, hasn't accomplished. Anything. Let me justify that. I went because you guys always say about trophies, right? And that's sort of how you justify it's not us it's everyone who's no I know it. but I mean I say you guys because you've said it to me on yeah, a number of occasions totally. what's he won what's he won which is a fair shout he hasn't won anything he has done for our club what no other manager has done since you know back in the day in the in the 70s 60s and the 70s um, we we haven't been good for since January we haven't been good um, and that has to go on the manager to an extent you have to I agree he has to be taken into account uh, you know it, it it is a problem right now, and he doesn't. It doesn't seem to me that the players are playing for him. But he did also ask for something to happen over the summer that didn't. Which was, this is the biggest issue. Four or five players in that side were supposed to leave. None of them left. I know. He started the season with all of the players that were supposed to leave. Then he has to get them back on side and getting them to play for him again. But you're watching them not play for him again. So and, maybe it's a so, transition season, and he's going to have to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, and maybe and he's got it. And the other issue is his thirty thirty two million dollars to buy him out. You know, he had a five year yeah. five year deal a year and a half ago. For Levy to be like, eh, I'm going to pay that and yeah. get bring somebody in. It ain't happening. It just isn't. Like we know. We know. Already know how. I don't, don't want to harp on it though. Like, tight Levy this, is. But you you just said he hasn't accomplished anything, and I'm going to take. That I didn't. I when it, I said when it comes to trophies. Well, you you may have clarified. He has changed. It, but he, he is sh- like. Let's well, all be honest. Like I'll give you a chance. Like let's all agree to this. He has accomplished a hell of a lot. Sure. He hasn't won anything. Anything. He's built that, up but a hell of a strong team. Spurs yeah. to take them to where they are now. Another 100%. level. Accomplishment yeah. so, after accomplishment after. Accomplishment. I will. I will. I will renege that comment, and I will. I will. I'll justify it by saying he hasn't won anything, which yeah. is a lot of how people measure whether he's accomplished anything. You know, if you ask a rival fan, has Poch accomplished anything? They're all going to say no because they're not within the club. But within the club, 
he has changed the our philosophy. He's made us play a certain way. He's given people belief, but he's losing that right now. And when you lose that with the with the the, um, the fan base, and then you lose your players playing for you that way, that accomplishment is going to get diminished really fast. And we're seeing that happen. So something needs to change dramatically over the next January and, and, and summer. And if he's still around and he can he can do what he's already done before again, then you know he'll he'll get that that clout back again. But right now it isn't it isn't good enough and. Uh, uh, something's got to be. Something's got to change within the club. I'm not saying fire him. I don't. I don't want to see Pochettino go. But I want something. I want to see him be active and do something. Because what he usually does when he has this these problems is he goes, "You're you out. You sit on the bench. Like I'm doing it my way." Seven changes. He hasn't. But he he hasn't done that. He, you know, he's still starting. Other than Erickson being injured, he's starting the players that are problematic. Rose is starting. Alderweireld's starting. Vertonghen's starting. If Erickson was fit, he's starting. Those four players, those are the four players you can easily point out and go, problem, 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 problem. Oh, is Danny Rose a problem? I, I like Danny. Yeah, no, Danny Rose has been asking to leave the club and has been talking shit. I love him. I think he's a, like, I like, I like, like his character. Well. I think he's a, he's a good player, but he's been is terrible. Is he still doing that? I, I thought he was like, he's, he's towed the line. He's terrible this season. He's been, oh, he's one of our worst really? players right now. Yeah, he's he was awful. Uh, he's been at fault for many of the goals we've given up in scenarios where, and he's not, he's sauntering back rather than hustling you just see it you see it in certain players you know why is that guy why isn't ben davies who just signed a new five-year contract playing in front of him despite maybe rose is a better player or like on paper a better player davies should be starting if you ask me you signed this new this guy for a contract who he's his mentality is way better put him on the fucking put rose on the bench or don't don't even put him in the squad well this got spursy and i'm glad you had the chance to get all that off your chest thank you i don't mind that it got spursy <laughs> neither they're, do they're, i it's, it's one a of talking the more point. interesting talking yeah. points in the league right now in that everybody else has had a real significant dip in form where you're not really yeah. surprised by it they're the only team where it's nobody is, nobody thought this was going to what is going on there this is a team that most i think i explained it pretty well there like yeah. what's going on like it's, it's relatively obvious when, when you recognize it the, was it was more of a rhetorical no no question. I get it I get it but I'm, and I don't mean this, I'm not I'm not inviting you to talk more about it <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> no yeah, I'll shut up no, I'm just I explaining why I, I find it fascinating it's worth talking about and why we're giving him his, his time on the mic is, no totally it's, it's okay I'll even lament but it and he this is, is thirsty a team. for more he's not done but I can't blame him just I just gotta get it out this is a team that most people with half the Brian football Ireland brain, support group pod projected somebody, them to finish. Somebody call in. They projected them third. Most people projected them to finish third. Everybody has said for ages that Spurs are the third best team in the Premier League. Yeah, they're not right now. You're not wrong. Did you? Okay, so let's let's finish on this. Did you hear Roy Keane's comments about? Uh, I did. It's silly. <laughs> it was funny though. Of course, it's Roy Keane. He's funny. <laughs> he goes, just go get Harry Kane. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're in, they're in Ford shambles, Man right? United. Ford Man United. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. telling the full story. Well, no, I, no, yeah, I was because because gonna... it, it's ridiculous. Like if it it's was funny, Man United though. when he played, it made complete sense. I know, I know, but it's funny. Okay, and then here's uh, the last game on the Saturday: Crystal thanks, Palace thanks, at home. Thanks for that, guys. No, no, hey, I think it had to happen. Uh, Crystal Palace at home to Manchester City. City two, Palace nil. No Aguero, no problem. Yeah, it's so annoying because again he was my captain and I same didn't change it. Man City, like just this, like. There's just like this switch that they they seem to the flick and they just score. David Silva, you, you can almost feel it. Like it felt like Crystal Palace were in the game, and then all of a sudden it felt like somebody just flipped the switch, and you knew within 30 seconds there would be a goal for City. 
it, it's just, it's so beautiful to watch. It's so nice. fucking I think frustrating what, as well. But. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what I mentioned or I, I messaged in the WhatsApp group. I was and maybe it was the Spurs one, but I wasn't sure when it was you guys or it was the Spurs one. But I was like, this is this is the difference between the level that uh, uh, the top team in a yeah. league is playing at. What you just said, Paul, yeah. when they switch on, when they go, we're gonna score now. We're gonna get in behind you. We're gonna make all of you very uncomfortable. And they just go boom, yeah. boom, boom. They just do it. And I was just like, that's the difference. That's what you have in that side that oh, yeah. they do better than probably than any better than Liverpool even oh, yeah. too. Like Liverpool had that when last season and they've had it over the course of seasons when they've got all of their, their players yeah. playing. But th- like I honestly City haven't seen that from Liverpool once. Like, I know their record is impressive, but well, I not this seen season, that. No. not this season. But they have done it last season and the season prior last season when they, they just playing. clicked. Like those I'm not arguing. I'm, I'm reinforcing what you're saying. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem to be here this season. Yeah, yeah. and I and I and I agree completely. And I think City, uh, I think City will still, I think City will still win the league. A lot of people are still saying. that. I think they will too. Let's hold off on that for now. <laughs> how, arrogant, off. how arrogant is it though to put two midfield players in your center back pair? And, and arguably the one is supposed to be visiting very good Crystal Palace. What Rodri was arguably the best of the two. He was better than uh, than Fernandinho. It's such he a weird be. He's a lineup. He's a, big, he's a big guy. It actually suits his position. Listen to their back four: Gundogan, Mendy, Fernandinho, and Cancelo, and they still play great. Because they don't. It doesn't matter for them. They just go forward. Some really nice goals, and too. obviously, and they did defend well. So That's arrogant, though. Yeah. So fucking arrogant. Yeah. Like, what do you do if your palace there? Like Zaha is like basically like. We don't give a shit about who you are. We don't care. We're going to shut you down with he midfield players. got shut down. Nothing. We had no supply. He was close a couple of times. But he had one good chance. He was like, what are, it, he just, it was, you it can was see it. A good chance? He's I going mean, to slow the play down. He's going to dance around somebody. He's going to try to. By the time he tries to dance around somebody, he's got cover. It's not hard to, like that guy. He's all sizzle, no steak for me. Needs yeah, to be in a team agree. where he's surrounded by other guys who, are, de- who are deadly. Yes. It's so obvious he's the only one you have to watch out for. Yeah. That he and, it, and you don't watch out for him like he'll beat you with pace because he'll never beat you with pace. He'll just beat you with trickery and That's that takes it. time. So true. Yeah, it's very, I find him to be an egotistical player, but neither here nor there. City, uh, catching up, but we'll get to that in a second. We're going to skip ahead to today. Sheffield United hosting Arsenal. Huge win. Sheffield oh, United yeah. won. For Sheffield, they United. were impressive in they this game. They were good. I was not, not even just how well they defended in the second half, but if you looked at how well they attacked in the first, the first half an hour or so, I was just these guys are good. Like Some, something they, was interesting to they, me. This sorry, game. Did, let me just yeah, no, finish that thought. But they play like this is the thing that I I want uh, you want to see at your own club, whether whoever you support as a team. They understood each other. They backed each other up. They defended behind each other. They yeah. went forward for each other. It was all about the team in such a wonderful way. It was sort of yeah. classic football. You kind of going this. These guys know each other so well, and they're doing everything for each other. I was. I loved it. it was, That's kind of how I felt. But also, and again, and I don't know if you guys picked up on this. We all watched it. Arsenal were shit. Not no. even that. But didn't it seem like they were shit? They the, were pretty bad. We will. We will get to that part. <laughs> but didn't it seem like Sheffield's work rate was um, just a little bit higher? Uh, yeah, much. Like, significantly. Yeah. In, much, much higher. Come on. This but, is obvious, though. But 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 no. It, a team that just gets promoted should work harder than any team. That is not a against. fair comment to make, period. Like, oh, when, it when, is. When you'd win, no, City the last two years when they'd beat teams were outworking the opposition. Liverpool were doing it last year. You watched that game Great. today, yeah. and you were like... You named two rule, teams. Rule number one, and Spurs used to do it as well. Rule number one, don't get outworked. 
you get a work, there's a chance you're not going to take the points. Yeah, Dave. It, but it you, was a, you've it, used two teams that famously have a lot of depth and, and are built to work everybody's asses off. Like, all I'm saying is you've got nothing but your work rate when you get promoted, and the emphasis for any team that just gets promoted is that you're going to work harder or try to work as hard as anybody else you're facing. Yeah, it Fine, is, it is but the what's the excuse for Arsenal not matching well, that? Because they've one. never been a hardworking team. Well, that's a different comment altogether. But that's they rely on skill. Yeah, and and they didn't really individuality. have individuality. Like they, you know, they brought and they looked s- like shit today. They were so disjointed. They had so many holes in their midfield. The amount of time that there was just giant gaps of space, just so clearly put the ball into this space and run to get it because you will run faster than anybody else in yep. the red and white. It was embarrassing. For like Arsenal looked like garbage. I've defended him a little while now, saying he's a decent manager. His, I'm not sure his on selection Emery. in this game. Was I'm really strange. not sure. And then also, and I I think as a United fan, maybe we dodged a bullet. This Nicholas Pep does not look like he understands. He missed. It. He missed a, a fucking sitter. sitter. It was bad. It was like, dude, if you know 70, 70 million pound they paid seventy two. You can't miss a point from point blank like that. That that's like me without confidence. He doesn't look Not like he's comfortable in the team. He, His teammate, he doesn't look like he's he, linking up well. He can dance around a I guy. He had like, some no, moments of like good footwork. Very right? very good. Which is I think feet. what you're saying. He yeah. can yeah. dance yeah. around yeah. a guy, yeah. but then he's got no finish, no vision. Yeah. He's got no vision. Yeah, no and passing this ability. Is, this is that no, same no, thing. No, no. He he doesn't seem to have any imagination in the offensive zone. Yes, he can dance around a guy in his own zone. and cause a break. Which will immediately get shut down because nobody's as fast as him, so they can't catch yeah, up. Quick, or he'll just give the ball away. It's, which he does a lot. It's wild because you Weird. see a guy that comes from Ligue 1 and he scored dis- twenty plus goals, last destroying season. it, and he, he just doesn't. I look said like this. He's... I said this before. Yeah, like eight of those doesn't were, always translate. Like eight of those were from penalty spot. Right, you did say. Oh, that. you're right. Yeah, yeah. He is looking poor, and that's a lot of money. The team is looking poor. You've got one of the best strikers in the league. They were in third before this this weekend. <sighs> They're not good. Yeah, like I actually again, it shows the level of the other teams yeah. below. Liverpool They're a team I would, as a United City. fan, I'd want to play them right now, and yeah. I think we'd beat them. Yeah. And that's not saying. I mean, didn't a you just lot. play them a game like and this? Not we, beat them. We always <laughs> like when I see this kind of game as well. <laughs> not that long. I, Sorry I, about that. That was I a month always, ago. I wonder why Aubameyang and Lacazette, like why. It does seem to be Aubameyang by himself scores. He wasn't good in this game though. He wasn't good, he but he was playing off the left. He, he, like no, he's, he was playing up the middle until uh, Lacazette came he on. He didn't get any chances. But he got no no service. None. No. But as soon as Lacazette comes on, everything like look way like that. They didn't look even close Erratic. to no coherent. Agreed. Like I'd almost like to see like I I know he doesn't look good when he's playing out there by himself, but I still know like y'all kind of know he's gonna score a goal if he gets a chance. He'll put it in. <laughs> right. If he he's was a, if he was on the ball that yeah. Pepe got, it's a goal. It's in the net. Yeah. He's one of the best finishers in the league. I don't get the whole uh, Lacazette-Obama-Ying thing together. Well, apparently Lacazette in this scenario was coming off an ankle injury, so that's why yeah. he didn't start. Um, but yeah, I mean, I for me, it's like if you if you have those two players, you find a way to play three up top. You play 4-3-3, uh, three, three, you put uh, one of them on the outside, one of them on the middle, and maybe have them, you know, with Pepe on the other side, and you have them sort of just transition in between each other, like you see what happened with Liverpool's front three, yeah, or with City's front three. I think Dave and not, I have a, the same issue though. Aubameyang is way better as the guy. At that's the, my. The, the that's the, the point spear. I was going to make. He yeah. needs to be your nine. He's way better. That's he fair. Needs to that's be fair. Your nine. Maybe they're maybe they they're not the, those three wouldn't have the balance you see in other in the other no. sides. But those other sides, you know, like you could argue that certain. 
players on either of those front three of City and Liverpool. Um, it does depend on the side that they play on, how well they'll perform, but they still do it. They still have like an understanding with each other of how to move in and out of those positions. Oh, I don't think we're having fluid. a debate about having a front three, Brian. No, no, I, no, I don't think you are either. We're seeing frustration. Obama Yang should not I know, be I know. playing. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. What I'm saying is in, in those two teams, sometimes one of the players will get played, Sterling will get played on the right side instead of the left, yeah. but he'll still perform. He'll still play at the level. They'll still communicate. They'll still understand each other. Yeah. I just don't see you, th- that, that doesn't no. happen in that front three and that's my that's the only thing I'm and saying. the problem with they, those have the, two they, is, have, they have the quality there but they're not doing it they're pure both of them are pure number nines and for me Obama Yang's the much better one yeah, so, yeah. and Lacazette's like really good he is and he's great that, but he isn't good from out wide which is I think what yeah, you know, he's not versatile enough right yeah. so, so it, it, to, to it hurts when you bring him on you force Obama Yang out to the left and it's like he's the guy you want in on chances sure alright gentlemen we go back to the Sunday which is the game of the week highly anticipated Manchester United at home hosting Liverpool. One each. I noticed that uh, Paulie didn't um, participate in our game of the week, 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 week bit there. Was that you just not, you just I weren't, you weren't interested? You, no, were, you, were you not involved in that? <laughs> it just didn't no. seem like he was like participating. So, so I watched the game with Paul. No. Says something about the... Uh, I watched the I game. You guys watched it together? We watched it together. Oh, so yeah, having no. said I watched that, it with Elliot. I would, Elliot I came over to mine and watched it. Uh, I would like to get you your made opinion. that motherfucker hold a Tottenham I didn't cup. make it. I just served him coffee. Jesus. It was Elliot, funny. not cool. I'd like to get your thoughts on the game first as we get to chat about it. It's simply Liverpool, probably the West worst game I've seen them play in a while. Um, but also, I would say arguably one of the best games I've seen United play in a while. I thought United's tactics. I think Ollie got it really, really right when it came to like shutting down where most of the um, the play comes forward from the left and right back. Uh, I thought they were both kind of taken out of the game, neutralized. If you, yeah, will. I would say that, and I would say the the way that Klopp set up too. I think um, uh, what's his nuts uh, midfielder. Oh God, I'm having a brain fart. Um, from Liverpool was playing on the right side, a captain. Uh, about, uh, Henderson? Me. Henderson, thank you. I was like, Hernandez. Jeez. Henderson, I know it's bad. Um, Henderson was playing on the right side, and he was kind of like in the way of Arnold on a regular basis. I yeah. Arnold. Like he just, he wasn't getting up and down, so most of his passes were too early and inaccurate. And I, yeah, I just thought they were both shut out uh, from United's defense, and I thought that was really good tactics. Um, yeah, chances created for both sides. I think Liverpool had 10 shots, seven on goal, and I think, man, you had seven and maybe three or four on goal or something like that. So I think they were pretty close. Um, I thought United's first half was considerably better than the second when Liverpool kind of took over possession. But I said this was going to be a tight game. I think yeah. my prediction was 1-0 Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect United to score first. Um, There's some controversy, obviously, with the VAR and all that other stuff. That what, what was your take on that? Uh, it was a foul. Should have been called. If, you thought it was a yeah, foul? Yeah, he kicked him in the leg. You can see it. Mm. Yeah, kicked him in the leg. Uh, but, but honestly, in that scenario, I would take the ref's call. I don't think VAR even needed to be talked about. I was shocked if VAR was involved with that. Why even go? Like, yeah. if, if he's that close and he sees it, why even go to VAR? Yeah. Like, just play on the field sticks. So, like, I wouldn't have, I would not have questioned it at all. But once they go to VAR, they show the replay seven or eight times, and you kind of go, he kicked him, you know, he yeah. kicked him in the leg. But he did go down holding the wrong leg. So, it, it's, 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 it's such a, it's such it's a, a, this is the, this is like the, football's a contact sport. Man. I know, but this is the part of it. Well, it's a contact sport, but he kicked his leg hey, after the ball was gone. It was a foul, but, no, but, no, but no, it was, it, it was a soft foul. And I would have, I, if I was the, if I was a player on the field, I would have accepted the ref's call if VAR didn't exist. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't bother me because I do, I you do think, think VAR got it wrong. I well, here's the thing: it's not that VAR got it wrong. I think the ref got it right according to him. I think going to VAR was wrong. I okay. don't think in that scenario when it was that clear to the referee who's standing 
five yards away, looking at it and makes a call. Yeah. Why does he go to VAR after that? Yeah. Trust the referee's decision. If you're not going to let the decision change because VAR looks at it, why go to VAR at all? Like, yep. what's the point of it at that point? That's where I get, I think the confusion's coming yeah. in. Like, but if it, if it comes down to VAR not being able to change the ref's decision, don't even go to it. Let it stick. Move on. Goal. Because it's a great goal. It's a wonderful, wonderful ball in. Wonderful finish. Um, I think most most people who are watching that game, if it didn't get shown on a replay a million times, and then, oh, I don't know, I don't know, then they would have all been like, ah, oh, shit, good goal. What about uh, Mane's disallowed goal? Uh, Mane's disallowed goal handball? was a handball. Yep. Yeah. And he controls it with a hand and scores. I mean, that's clear and obvious, yep. whereas the other one wasn't. And I think that, again, if it's not clear and obvious, don't go to VAR. Yep. If it is... Use far for that for that reason. So Pauly? I think it was the right result. I think it was. A, I think. A, 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 I think. Ma- I think Fair? Man United played really well. I think Liverpool got lucky in the end, but because of their tactics were poor. Um, but they're the better side, so the one one was appropriate. Paul, uh, if you told me it would be a draw, I would have been ecstatic to hear that going in. It feels like a loss because that goal they scored was your typical what the fuck bonehead defending just switching off that you can't really even you can't coach that out that's a that's a that's that's in those players that's a thing that has to get weeded out by moving those players on correct uh rojo i thought had a pretty good game up until um up until then but that's the kind of a goal where it's fucking embarrassing yeah you got the team captain ashley young waving his hands around seconds before for offside that wasn't offside not even close totally shift like He's shutting down with a play is still on on the other side of the field. He's looking at the linesman while his guy is getting in behind him. Yeah. And it's just like it's a real kick to the nuts when that kind of shit happens. And the day, one one, still pretty happy with the whole thing. Yeah. It's it's just an one of those unfortunate things because we played very defensively. I think we lined up against a team that had more guns than us. Yep. Um, I don't care what Jurgen Klopp says about fucking not having a wide open I, game I against Man United. Ridiculous. He's an idiot. We'll get into um, that. But I thought, uh, on a whole, they played really defensive. I don't mind the, the, watching teams go out and play defensively because you can appreciate the heart and hustle that has to happen. That you're also recognizing, like your the level you're at compared to the level you're the it's, team that's, that's in first exactly in the league, just, and you have to yeah. ju- you have to adjust. One hundred percent. We know who we have. We there's know who we're so playing. many injuries. Right. We're gonna do what we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Even even if we were enti- like entirely healthy, it really healthy, worked. I mean, it did work. Arguably. We don't have that many guys that can like. Um, you got a point. We, we they, they out talent us for the moment, right? Yeah. Um, it was a weird game, and that like when you look at the stats after the fact, there's certain players who are like their numbers are insane. I'm just like I don't I didn't see that out of them. Like uh, Pereira's numbers were through the roof. Everyone keeps calling him man of the match. Yeah, it was amazing. But while we're watching him, I'm just like, oh fuck, he's not a Man United player. He's not good enough. I know. It's just like one of those weird games where nobody really shined until afterwards when you really see yeah, the stats. Didn't... The stats of it all. Some of the stats are insane. But while you're watching it, because we're we're kind of conceding possession or running around, it, it was just a it was a weird, stressful, tense game. Um, but I just Liverpool didn't seem like they were ever creating anything that meaningful or that scary to me. It was an individual error that resulted in the tying goal. Um, I I think it it's an interesting blueprint along with the Sheffield United game against Liverpool that. Other teams can now duplicate. There's, how a, there's a way on, to a way to beat them about. or to compete against. Yeah, them. so we can chat about that. Uh, I didn't mind it. I, one of the things I liked the most was that uh, Ole came into it with the lineup I wanted to see three yeah. at the back. Um, 
he showed a little bit of tactical nuance there. Uh, I wasn't happy that Axel hurt himself in warm-up. I really want to root for that guy. If there's a story of the season for United, it's hopefully him breaking into the team as a regular. So when he was injured, Sorry, who's that? Axel Twanzebe. Twanzebe. Oh, Twanzebe. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a good 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 uh, center half. Right? Yeah, and he was he was starting. I've seen him play so, a couple. Yeah, and he yeah. got he was a groin he, or something. He hurt or his or hip tweak, and warm up. Something. Yeah. Rojo yeah. came in for him. Right, and actually Rojo did considerably well. Until um, that, played at the left side of the three. Until right that until goal. that until that goal. But yeah. you're right, he was good up until. Yeah, that. I mean, I mean, players have make errors and mistakes, totally. and it's unfortunate because it yeah. led to a goal. But I thought for. The most of the game, he was pretty good. He was okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I would have loved to see Axel have that chance against Liverpool. It would have mm-hmm. been like just one of those. Rojo's on his way out, or his role will always be off the bench. Like he's just not, yeah, not, squad not there. Player, to kind of yeah. Play. So when Axel would have had that that opportunity, I would have been uh, watching the game with a different kind of view. I would have been there to watch what this young man's doing and how he's going to break into the team. Yeah. Which is just as a, as a fan, as as a way I like to watch. This yeah, if you want to see your youth, your young. I like seeing the youth. Through like that, I like to, right? I like to the see youth. the say youths. The youths. Um, um, but I'll take it, and I, I, I will. Totally. I will also say, most of lot plays that game. I think it's a different game. So I think there's a little bit yeah. of a, a we were missing Pogba that may have had an influence, but mm. definitely if they were 100, percent I think it would have uh, not gone down the way it did. Yeah, I think I think you know we talk about world class last week, and players are world class, and I think maybe there's another you know data point or measurement we can add to it is how much do they affect the way their team plays, yeah, and how much better they are if that player's in the in the side. I think Mo Salah is a good example in this game. Like, mm-hmm. had he been in that game, what he does to the uh, to a side of a team and how he draws other people in and, and gives space to other players, Firmino uh, is much better with Salah there because his ability to sort of see a pass and to kind of push that ball through in the right space in the right moment requires the defense to be stretched a little oh, yeah. bit. And Origi is... It would have been him and Ashley Young. Yeah, Origi's not stretched. With, with he Red Carvalho behind Ashley He would have gotten like, killed, yeah. so It would have been ugly. Yeah, so I do think... I think uh, Salah was a huge miss for Massive. Liverpool in this game going forward. Um, but I do think that like they seemed a bit out of ideas, and I, I think Klopp had it wrong. At first. Uh, the last 15 minutes, he started to kind of... I think there was another 15 minutes in that game. The result might have went a, a different way. Yeah. Um, the guy I want to kind of call out because I loved his energy and I loved how he played was, uh, was Daniel James on the right wing. Uh, the speed... Uh, the enthusiasm and just the, the effort was brilliant. Too. Oh, that, that guy got great. knocked around like it was hockey. He playoffs. got pummeled. But he against, got up. Uh, was yeah. it Henderson who ran into him? Twice. Fabinho and uh, was Van Dyke. Van Dyke got him. Yeah, he got hey. hockey hits. Kept down. getting up. Kept yep. getting up. Kept running. Blue bloody nose at one point. Yeah, I, listen, that kid was giving his all, and I want to just see more of that. We did see a lot of that from like Pereira and Fred, and just that general effort that I was talking about. You need that, and I actually thought. We outworked Liverpool in the first half, which I was shocked the at. First half an hour, 35 minutes. I yeah. Would say. yeah, but, but something I kind of want to go into because Paul brought it up and, and Paul's going to kind of talk about it a little bit. Have Liverpool been found out a little bit? They, I mean, they've won every game other than this one, but the Sheffield game and I against think there's the a United. There for sure. Like, what what are we seeing here? Maybe Paul? Spurs play three at the back and uh, <laughs> we, we, we get a result at Anfield. Well, <laughs> I think this is a conversation that we should put some time into. Uh, as a segment it is right now go for it so (laughs) game of the week yeah no Liverpool is this how you beat them 
I do think the three at the back. Uh, and oh, well, yeah, yeah. Actually, hold on. I fucked that up. Sorry. We need the results of the game. <laughs> All right. Let's. Sorry. That's the end of the week, guys. I don't want you to ever segue into anything ever again. Uh, I know. That was a terrible segue. I, it just felt like a smooth transition. Fired. You know what we're going to do instead it's of the like segue? Three things. So we're going to put the commercial right there. Put the commercial and right there. No, I want the shame to be broadcast <laughs> to the world. Okay. I'll take it. All right. It makes Paul feel better. I was like, what's the like upset our 103rd fucking podcast, and there's like no, five like, items 50, on the board. It's 54, guys. I was like, what's he upset? I thought like we but were, we're going to talk what? about this. I, oh, you hey, and, you and I, I always fo- do this. I followed you, so you know, like, I'm all just right. as bad. All right, I do kind of want to know who, who won this. Just week. so you know, there's a board in front of us. We all should be no. following along. <laughs> I'm going to start reading it. So I'm going to segue us, and it was, I'm going to start asking these questions every week because I think it's uh, something we should be doing, and we, I don't know why we haven't been doing it because we're always so desperate for content. Um, who do you guys have as your player of the week this week? And again, we'll be doing this every week. Ooh, that's a tough one. Player of the week. Mm. Okay, so I, he just added this, so nobody knew this. So David Silva is my player of the week. think about it a little bit and have a Little look at some David of the games. Silva. David Silva is my player of the week. Good show. Goal and an assist. How about we don't talk while somebody's answering the question? So you tell me a little bit about David Silva, why you think he should be a player of the week. He got a goal and assist, and he was was at his absolute David Silva best. Just smooth on the ball, fantastic. And this is his last season with City. He's a little bit older, and the fact that he's still playing at this level, still producing is... And I know Brian's got a real big soft spot for him, but I think... I mean, I do. I, I don't. I think you've maybe shared as well. Oh, he's a little genius. He's just class. Yeah. And the fact that he's still doing it at this point, like he was their influential player on the weekend, and yeah, he he was my player of the week. He was fantastic. Uh, is it my turn? It is your turn. You I'm going to go Hudson Odoi for Chelsea. Uh, he was good. He's very good. Uh, you Talented know, young man. Affected Talented. affected the game. Got an assist. You know, he just he can't. It's his first game back too, right? Like from injury. Okay, okay, but hold on. Don't you think... He was very good. I watched and I said, this guy looks stronger, quicker, and faster than the, than young, he did before. Than the young guy from last season. 100%. I mean, he, he, he's still young, so he's yeah. arguably filling out. You can see kind of his physical nature is better, and uh, that we know in the Premier League when you do sort of, like you see a player go from being sort of a bit slight and quality's all there. They've got the ability, they've got the touch, and they you know they got vision, but physicality, when they start to grow into themselves as, as yeah. an adult... And they carry that skill into yeah. that into that physicality. That's when they can become a, an elite player. And I think you're looking at a guy here. You know, despite him playing on one of my rivals, uh, he looks great. He was causing trouble from looks the last great. Second. And he Is was he... great for Palace two seasons ago, right? When he and and that was uh, you know that was sort of the beginning of what you were seeing from him. And he he's coming to fruition. Is this that situation where if he continues to play well, like the talk of him going to Bayern Munich? Because Bayern Munich were very, very think, eager I, to sign him. Maybe, but I see Chelsea going like, we'll pay whatever to keep you here. Because they'll, they'll have the money next, uh, after the you know after their ban is over. It's a real good show. Paul, who was your player? Of the week? Uh, I'm going to go to Everton. I'm going to give my man Andre Gomes That's for uh, what was a really dominant display in the midfield. And uh, I think he made something like 15 ball recoveries. Could we say for once, too? Because he's yeah, been once. pretty inconsistent yeah, in that he's position. Been quiet but yeah, lately. A, but I, I don't have him as being that much of a defensive force, and he had 15 ball recoveries. Wow, that's huge. And that's crazy. For a guy that's more, for me, there supposed to, like, to be cycle a, the ball and yeah, kind of move that. it around. One thing Creative. we haven't talked about for yeah. Everton that we should is Idris Guy, who they sold to PSG, has been a revelation for PSG and just slid into that team in the defensive midfielder role. Who was that that they sold? Idris Idris Oh, Idris Sagan. He's been such such a miss for Everton, and he's been so good at PSG, and we got to factor that in how 
poor they've been. What they've been you know missing. what's amazing to me? But maybe what his there, there's sorry, another there's a version of him at Lester and Didi. Totally. And nobody seems to be clocking in the Conte and a guy and Didi are all the same old and their stats are very specific. Yeah, Didi like came in specifically to Yeah, to he came in to replace him. But their Conte. stats year season after season are so similar that these guys should be the guys people are talking about more so than the Jamie Man. Like the yeah. they are the guys that like you put them on a team, the team can excel because you're 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 rock solid You're in the midfield. Given that cog, right? That yeah, sort there's of like... so many teams that could benefit from these guys, but they're never talked about as being the high-profile transfers. And, and Didi is a guy who, like, if you go on, like, Twitter and you go soccer stuff, people recognize how good he is, but I think Paul's making a good point. You watch Sky Sports, BT, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He actually has the most takeaways in the Premier League His last numbers year. numbers are good, yeah. They're phenomenal. Just can't distribute, but that's fine. Yeah. You know? Gomez is yeah, a good it isn't necessarily his job, but no, yeah, yeah. destroy, 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 destroy. Yeah. Gomez yeah. is one of those players that when he is playing at his peak ability, could be one of the better players in the league. I think what we're seeing with this game, and maybe that's a, a role change for him, is to play a little bit, deeper little bit deeper and to cut things up. But he still has the ability to see a pass and to yeah. make, and to make yeah. plays, yeah. so he can do both. And perhaps that's where Everton will start to, you know, get some form. Uh, going forward because we know they've struggled with goals and they scored two in this one and they were good defensively so they yeah. they were getting a bit of both there and maybe you yeah. know good shout for for player of the week as far He's as the numbers guy. are there and what he, what he was able to do for them dear listeners if you disagree with anything we've said or you have somebody else that you have in mind just shoot us a note let us know that's right give us an earful the north end podcast at gmail.com all right tell us uh so every week guys we uh make predictions about what the scores of the various games are going to be and we score it and we keep track week after week uh you get one point if you get the correct outcome you get an additional two for a total of three if you get the correct score the three of us participate with my dear scottish mother the reigning champion lady margaret forrest as of right now the race is uh, a bit of a She's one-sided last, one my uh, my mother's in last place <laughs> this season right now uh I'm I comfortably in command with four weeks one, and I yeah. think both of you guys are on two, two each. Two each, yeah. Uh, so let's get to the uh, the winners and losers. Can't have you on this week's one. predictions. I think you did, though. Uh, Lady Margaret Forrest proving that um, you know anybody can win, but time will probably tell you out. She comes in with a six this week. That would have won last week. Respectable. It would have won last um, week. Not that respectable. This week, maybe. This week. Yep. It always comes down to this week. Um, not that far away from my own mother is myself with eight points this week. Brian. I think Paulie, uh, Connie, I think you might have got it this week. So the winner this week. Come on then. And the second place this week. Come on then. Are respectively nine and ten. Oh, I think you might be the I 10. don't think so. So it's very tight. Well, very, very tight. Uh, Brian Ireland takes it. Yes! Second place. First place. Fuck you, Brian. There. That's two weeks in a you row. So, I'm going to like, like, like I would say, <laughs> takes it. Second place. I thought you were going to do that. No. Yeah, because that's what he does. He fucks with you, right? I, I was waiting for it too. I never do that. You do it all the time. I do the setup. I don't ever like you take make away. us. Can you, you tell make me? Us did he terrified. pick? That's what? a bait and switch. What he terrified. just described. I don't do bait and switch. Did you, did you pick Sheffield to beat Arsenal or no? Which one did I get right? I think I got one spot on that got me the three. <sighs> and you got two. Did uh, I get two? Yeah. You got two scores spot on. Nice. Nice. That's two I in a row. I did Chelsea, pick... I think, was one of them. Oh, I did, I I did think pick that it. one, yeah. I think I uh, I might have said two. Oh, fuck, I need a win. Oh, man. that's I'm in like I'm in second now. You, you are. Coming at you, Paul. You are. Oh, me and Lady Margaret. And Remember how, well, how poorly I started? And here I am. It's a long season. A lot of my picks lately have been like, ah, fuck it. I'll go with United winning four. Paul making excuses now. I've just been like... Waiting for somebody to get close. I need you know? to win this week. This right. is a must-win week. Nobody needs to win twenty. Though. I was. Oh, man, that's great. Yes. 
Well, well it's done. good. Well it's, done. it's better well that you won and that Paul didn't win another one. Yeah, it would have been like he would have been he would have turned into Liverpool. So maybe you should kind of maybe segue this one, seeing as how I royally fucked up that last one. Uh, what? Where are we segueing to? <laughs> where I tried to segue before. <laughs> Guys, I think our listeners probably need to hear a commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Let's do that. So guys, we're going to take a little break here and remind our listeners about a few things. Firstly, we'd love it if you took a second, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the show. Whether you're on Apple or Android, when you click that button, you will be notified when a new episode is released so you don't miss anything. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, email us at thenorthendpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at thenorthendpod1 and Instagram at thenorthendpod. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) So clean. So clean. Well, I mean, it, it will be clean because I say all the stuff in the actual commercial to fill in that space. Um, all right, so let's get into our Liverpool found out. Liverpool. I'm coming at you, Liverpool. Are I they? see you. I so, see the way you play. We all see the way you play, seen, Liverpool. So there's two teams who have competed against Liverpool in this season, despite Liverpool getting a, a result in the first one, but looking pretty sketch. And then the game at the weekend, what United did really well, is three at the back with wing backs and the ability to sort of to shut down their wing backs by having your own and taking them out of the game. Is that how you, and obviously the no Mo Salah is going to, we'll get into that, but like, what are you guys thoughts on that? I think if you can take Robertson and Alexander Arnold out of the game and force everything to go narrow with Liverpool, I, I think they really struggle. I would agree. I think they've got guys who are brilliant and are capable of popping in shots from a mile out, but they consistently do that. That's trouble. Sheffield United, Man United, both went at Liverpool the same way, and both times it never felt like Liverpool were really that dangerous. They got really lucky with Sheffield United with a keeper messing up and dropping the ball. Like, literally, it's a gift. Yeah. I would also say the goal against United was... Very lucky. Yeah. Pretty lucky. Granted, it was a shitty defender doing a shitty thing, but still, they didn't really earn it. It was a good pass from Robertson. I don't want to take too much away from the pass, but it was a fuck-up. If anybody's going to go in and try to take points off Liverpool, I think there's a blueprint. I think it's something that a lot of teams in the Premier League can duplicate because it involves working hard, being a bit compressed, catching them on the counter if you can. And I I think, you know, I I want to see what Tottenham can do next week. Well, okay, so hold on. Before we get into that. They're going to drop points if teams... Recognize this. They're right? absolutely going to drop. Points. Is this a? I've been saying for a while. I don't think that they've been playing like they're as not well gonna, as the record. I would agree. Uh, they're not going to hold on to that. Like we're going to win no matter. Can what this scenario. be seen as a park the bus type situation if you're playing against Liverpool now? Because you might be able to get something out of it. I think depending on the level of the team you're playing. So for instance, Paul, you just brought up Spurs next weekend. So Spurs aren't going to park the bus per se because that's not how we play but if we play three at the back with wingbacks which we can play we have sort mm-hmm. of the, the the players to do that we can certainly shut down that 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 left and right side that they're going to bring in the balls in and we can counterattack really well you put Sonny or Lucas Mora and Harry Kane and you know players with some pace that can get in behind that team that blueprint is there now whether Poch does it or not we'll see but I do think that like that is you know that's the right yeah. if the team has got the quality in it they can go against that Liverpool side and, and play that way unless Klopp has something else. But Klopp didn't seem too happy after this game. And he made some comments about how one team came to play football and the other team but that's came just, to he's just being yeah, He wanted steak prick. and they were serving fish. Well, I was just going to say, and it was, <laughs> yeah. it, to quote yeah. Jose Mourinho. Yeah, he wanted, yeah, he wanted, but, um, he but wanted something. But Mourinho's right. And he's right 100%. Thing. If you're a team that's got eight wins or seven, whatever it was on the trot, and you've got how this do, record. How do we beat this team? 
you're going to get a little bit of respect when people are going to line up. A yeah. team is going to line up defensively. How do we f- tactically change the way this team plays and make them uncomfortable? Take away the take away the outlets. So if you look at their statistics, Liverpool's last year, like the assists from either of those that left and right back. Take away those assists. That's your goal. If you're going in tactically speaking, which was all he did really well in this game, arguably Sheffield did the same. And I don't know if they thought about it that way, but if they did, good on them. But take away that outlet. Take away those two people. And what do they have? Like like Paul said, that they get really narrow. And what they have going in the middle isn't there isn't well, a, well this is the question there. this is a question because i think what we're talking we're all talking about the same thing but i think we're scraping the surface here's what happens here if you want to neutralize the wing backs you're going to play three at the back and you're going to play the cover the only way for you to still be successful offensively is for you to win the midfield battle oh, and liverpool did not win the midfield battle on sunday against united yeah. and they got destroyed in the midfield battle the real truth is they won the game against sheffield Sheffield were much better than United were mm-hmm. against them. Yeah. Sheffield probably and the work rate was there significantly. Too. And I think that's again that Sheffield make a really good point for work rate. It's the and best I think that even I've United seen. in this game. Like, yeah, more so than I've seen in a long time. That was had work rate that I hadn't seen. I, I also think there's a natural fit to the way Sheffield play already. Yeah, yeah I would agree. with the formula to how to beat Liverpool. They didn't adjust agree. their game. It just happened that their game has already been kind it, of a flexible three it. at the back. They have they have center backs that can inter like they change with the wing backs. Yeah, there's some shit. Like center back can kind of run up and it's just great, do their own. Great thing. understanding. But to, to Paul's sure. point, did anybody expect? Fred and Pereira to come in and do as good of a defensive job as he did? No, no probably not. But I, probably I also, not, well, Brian. But I, no, I, that's fair. But I'm, I want I want to point out that Liverpool just weren't very good. I'll agree with like, that. But they tried but, to move to the middle and they were neutralized there and, as well. And, and that's it. Like I don't think Liverpool's midfield is that dynamic when you when they don't have outlets beside them to, yeah. to push the ball outside to stretch the other team and then to make space in the midfield for them to push forward. It's not there. It's like. If you take away that those two lanes on either side and they get that narrow, then what do they have in there? Who's in that midfield that's going to be like, oh, man. Fabinho's a nice player. He's not that quick. Yeah. Hendo's a good player. He's not that quick. Hendo and was it, playing on the right side of midfield in the 4-3-3 uh, in, in front of Arnold and in the way. So, yeah, I mean. Pereira and Fred did a good job of shutting them down, taking yeah. away time on the ball. If you give yeah. them time. You know who they miss, I think, um, that was making more of an impact that kind of went quietly uh, unnoticed last Nabi season? Keita? Uh, Shakir Shakiri. I was wondering about that too actually that came up with somebody else I was I'm, I'm starting to realize I don't know where he is right now but he's not he's there he's there he's not being played he's not even in the I, squad no no Shakiri's injured yeah oh is he I thought Shakiri's he was injured, but Shakiri is not he does sometimes play him in a midfield but more of an attacking usually, midfield well, he for, usually brings him in on the on a, on the right side to a Mo Salah add or a Shakiri yeah. can, can bypass this method of shutting down because they 100%. are they're yes. like they have that moment of they're genius. good enough to get behind a guy yeah and yeah. once you have the lead against Liverpool this way of shutting down Liverpool won't get you back in the game here's my thing I'm going to need to see this a couple more times do teams do this against them now we don't know Will I don't want to get too spursy, but will will Poch try this? I mean, that's this? that's the next game. I think if if Poch is like paying attention to wh- where Liverpool have struggled, and he recognizes the pl- the players that we do have, we played three about three at the and back. Salah of the will be back for the game. Uh, will he? Is that's that my understanding? I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure of that. But either way, if you if if you look at the amount of goals they scored from the assist from their left and right back last season and why they got so many bloody points yeah. is because those two guys, Robertson uh, and, and, and Arnold, they're, they they were just 
clinical with their right, balls. They're in. the best right yeah. back and left back in the, in the league. Yeah. In, Maybe in Europe. In Europe. In Europe. Yeah. I mean, they you know they won the Champions League, and, so you have to give it. And some they were both I, like use my memory to go back to the Leicester game. I think Leicester didn't go through at the back, but they had a definite focus on having the wingers help the left back and right back shut the wings down. Take, yeah. take that out of the game. And again, right? yeah. you mentioned him earlier, Ndidi was a force in that game as well. Like they yeah. did, they won the midfield battle, but that's another team. Which is a, a game, like, again, Liverpool were lucky to win that game. Extremely a chill lucky. chill well mistake in the box late is the only reason why Liverpool were gifted that tie. It wasn't, yep, it wasn't chill well. It was that fucking midfielder. Oh, yeah. Mark Albrighton. Uh, Albrighton, sorry. Albrighton, yeah. Motherfucker. Because yeah. it was such a stupid tackle. And, like, that's another... That's two points. Yeah, and they Sheffield, have, another two they points. Have been, they have been kind of lucky, at the, I say kind of, but they've been pretty lucky at the beginning of the season to get away with not playing the swashbuckling sort of yeah. typical Liverpool football mm-hmm. and have you know, won every game up until this yeah. game at the weekend. And I do think that inevitably, whether it was United who was going to figure it out or Spurs or, or any other team that they're going to play in the next little while, they aren't going to keep winning. Okay, so, they aren't playing good enough. So let's stop for a second because they're six points clear. And I'm hearing comments from both of you. And it's interesting. It's curious. And it may not be wrong. So do you guys think this is when they start to drop points? Or are you are you both now kind of saying they can easily drop points they've been like? Because where are you Well, both, they can definitely drop points. Anybody can. But where are you guys uh, at with them right now is what I'm Paul. asking. I, I think there are enough points proof points on how to take the game to or take the weapons out of the hands of Klopp rather um, that other managers with with the personnel that like a Tottenham have should have a better than average chance of taking the game like they're a hot or team least, they're still a great getting, team like, they're still dropping points they're going to be one of the harder teams to beat that, you, that you'll play this season for sure they're not, they're, this isn't like a cheat code where all of a sudden you know how to beat them it's yeah. guaranteed I just think this AABB plus 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 a limit Contra. to the way they play that tactically I think a lot of managers can focus on whereas with City you can't really focus on any one way to beat City because tactically they can they can be just so Their many different ways adjustment is a lot better than anybody. right. They've, they've you adjusted. don't even know who you're going to be playing week in week out with Liverpool you know who you're playing yeah. you know how you're going to play you've seen how they can be beaten you can see how they've been held back I, yeah, it's good. I, if you, for example, if you take, uh, we took or didn't take, but Salah was out of this game for injury, and then you put in Origi. Whereas for City this week, uh, Sergio Aguero didn't start, and, and Gabriel Jesus did, and, and scored. Scores, <laughs> you know. So yeah. that's the difference, right? Like, and they both are very different players, and but, like, so to you, to adjust to that, and I think that's what Paul Paul's saying. You can adjust to Liverpool relatively quickly if. You lose one of those front three players. Great, it's a great because you know that like now now they're missing this outlet. If they t- if you've taken away, and then you take away the uh, the the fullback overlap as well. You know, like you've taken basically an entire right side side out of Liverpool's attack. Let's do it. And this doing way. that means that you know they're going to try to go to the left, and if you know that, you can cover that as well. Simple situation. Let's say Raheem Sterling goes down with a ligament injury. Knock on what he doesn't. We never want to see anybody get injured. He's out for five months. Or Sadio Mane goes down with the same injuries out for five months. Who does that impact more? Liverpool. Correct. 100%. That's the difference in the depth. Massive. They need to stay healthy. Yeah. And here's the thing, and I don't necessarily I think, agree I think... with some of the earlier comments. I think, to your comment earlier, that's probably the worst I've seen Liverpool play in a while. Yeah, they weren't very good. They didn't start playing until the last 15 minutes. Yeah. But and most, even then they didn't play Mo Salah, uh, you could say him, uh, you could talk Van Dijk, you, scoring goals is what gets you paid. Mosala is their best player. 
you could maybe argue Mane, maybe Van Dyke. That's a huge miss. He was playing in that Sheffield game. Sheffield ran all over them. Still made it difficult. Yeah. I thought that was kind of the blueprint. And now United, have, and, and United are not in a great place right now, but they, they've both shown, okay, if you do this and this, at least you kind of take a little Gives bit you of, a, chance. a little bit off the gas. Gives you a battle. chance to like, to, to get at them a little bit. So here's my question for both of you. They're up by six points. Are you still both taking city? Yes. Yeah. Everyone is saying that. I just think City's consistency through a, through an entire season will will reign. I don't think six points at the stage of the it's season. Not that they, much. they haven't played. They, each they other dropped yet. ten last season. Six points are are basically City have to win it's two games, two games against yeah. Liverpool against Liverpool, and yes. they still have to and play then they're even. Yeah. And then there's the rest of the season, and then there's goal differential yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah, and I do think that, like you just said, you just pointed out the most obvious thing is if City have enough enough depth to lose a, a one of their best players. You know, if it's if Sterling goes out, uh, Mares comes in. Yeah, Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva. I yeah. mean, you have you have enough depth in that scenario that yeah, I mean, they're gonna not I wouldn't say struggle, but they'll they'll have to adjust, but they'll adjust. Leroy Sané will be back in you what, can't a take, couple of months. You can't take Mane out a month? or yeah, or 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 Mo Salah. Firmino is maybe the only one, but even him, he's like incredibly valuable for what he does off the ball. Critical in that front three. Yeah, and it, that's it. That's the thing with Liverpool. That front three is what makes them amazing. When you chop it up a little bit or when somebody's injured, they lose the impetus that they typically have. And I think that yeah. we have saw that and we saw that in that game and uh, it, was, it was relatively obvious. Now, there's not that many teams that can, can challenge. So I think this next period... It'll be interesting to see. With, um, I think they're playing Wednesday against Gank, and then they're going to go play Tottenham. I would like to see Tottenham up for this fight. I, I would like to see them kind of. Well, let's get into that in a couple of minutes. Uh, and then after that, it's Aston Villa, who I think can execute that blueprint. I think, I think so Aston too, Villa actually. have a lot they're of a good hustle. side for that, actually. And then after that, uh, it's the City game. But then on so top they, of that. These next three fixtures for Liverpool are. are you know, if they if they get out of there with nine points, then then maybe I start to feel like okay, well, this yeah, is yeah. this is maybe them pulling away. Um, but the next three fixtures, um, I I can definitely see City beating them. So if they get anything less than six out of the next three, then I think that's that's City's opening. No, and I don't disagree. It's just we don't know. Like Liverpool could take this game. Go look at it, have a chat, figure it out, and come back and say, "Okay, if people are going to do this, we're going to we're they can adjust." And I think Klopp is good enough manager to prepare for that. I liked, I mean, obviously he's a United fan, but it was interesting to see him unravel a little bit about a team lining up so defensively oh, against yeah. them. It seemed to frustrate him, and and I get it. If you're a football person, you want to see open. And people talk about Aston Villa, pardon me, Sheffield, just going toe to toe with teams. It's not always going to work out that way. No. You work with what you've got. Yeah. Like anybody with half a brain and looked at that United squad said, well, they're going to line up defensively. You, they don't, like you said, yeah, you, made the, you made the perfect comment. They've got the guns. We don't have them right now. Yeah, of course. That's part of the game. And the counterattack's going to be huge. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it with the, with the fullbacks. They're, they're kind of the secret sauce in that team with getting right up and down. And it's not even the crosses. It's getting up the field even taking players away, getting the ball back to Salah, getting who else the ball would be? back. I mean, Jordan Henderson's exactly. not good. There's no pace in that midfield. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. So they're there for protection. To the missing back. weapon could be like an ox coming back. Totally. He looked lively when he came back. Like yep, he was they, good. They might be able to inject some new personnel where like Lalana maybe makes a difference, but their starting 11 has been pretty consistent, I think. And I think uh, they, you know, 
you can hustle them down. As much as they can roll over you with their hustle, you can hustle them down. That is my overarching thing about them is that, and I said this earlier, I just watched them more so than City, even though they were unlucky with the points and all that. I saw them outwork everybody. I don't think we're seeing that as much anymore. And yeah, I think- that, uh, what do they call it? The um, like firebrand football or the, you know, sort of... Uh- I know oh, Klopp's, Klopp's, uh, Klopp's style was sort of this uh, like rock and roll. Rock, yeah, it was just so it was so aggressive. They're not doing that anymore. It's similar to what Spurs were doing. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to like bring it back to Spurs, but it's it's when you see a team who's been together for a long time, the energy that they play at a certain point kind of diminishes a little bit. I yeah, think yeah. we're seeing that a bit with Liverpool. No, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Uh, does anybody have any more on the Liverpool topic? I, I'm good, man. I, I got nothing else to say. I don't, I don't need to talk about him that much. <laughs> shall we? Sake. Shall we get into our predictions? Yeah, we should. This should be fun. The nice thing I like about this week, gents, is the Friday game is back. See, I, I again, you guys like the Friday game, right? Why I, don't you like it? I always forget about fantasy. That's what everyone said. <laughs> Everyone's like, "No, your wife said that to me the other day." Yesterday, she's like, I always forget to fix my fantasy team. And it's true. Yeah, but she's had like f- years of forgetting about Fridays. He's had like yeah. literally six weeks of it. being a fantasy. And he always forgets about Fridays. But that we're, maybe we're talking should... about six weeks worth of setting your lineup. Six weeks. That maybe should be more of a defense to him. He's new to it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Gents, Ridiculous. Friday, Southampton at home to Leicester. Wait until the double game weeks. He's going to be fucked. Oh, yeah. The double game weeks are very difficult. I don't want to do that. Wait till Christmas comes. You're going to be like, what the fuck? The holiday schedule. It's bananas. Southampton versus Leicester. Mm-hmm. I'll go first here. I've got Leicester with another 2-1 victory. Southampton, Leicester. Uh, yeah. I mean, Leicester uh, cruising right now in third, right? <sighs> I think it'll be a bit tougher for them, but I do think they'll win. So I'm going to go Leicester 2-1. Leicester 2-1. Yep. Riding the coat heels of Dave. Yeah, just say what Connie said. Just pointing them. Um, I just I'll have what I, he I've had. I've two weeks in a row there, but so. I know. Hey. <laughs> you, better, hey. you better be riding well, my coat I should be following <laughs> you. i got to wait till you go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a comfortable 2-0 for Leicester. I was thinking that. Isn't Thinking that, and saying are two different things. I know. Things. I usually get caught between two and just so lean towards one. they're at home, I think they'll have a goal in them. So yeah. I think we'll probably be right. Uh, City, Manchester City at home to Aston Villa. The lunchtime kickoff. Oh, this is a this is a one for me that I just like really want to see. What time does this game at? 7.30 a.m. for 7.30 a.m. Noon for local. Noon Sorry, for Peacock. Local. We'll yeah. not be showing up. Exactly. Yeah, we'd come, we'd come watch this with you, villains, but uh, yeah, not getting up at fucking 6.30 to come watch Did, it. Will they be there or something? I think they oh, are. Oh, they'll, they'll be, be there. there. They'll yeah. be there. They're hardcore. Yeah. How cool. Uh, God bless the bartender shows up to open that place. Yeah. I'm going to go Man City 2-0. Man City 2 0. Look, I don't want to like joke with the copying thing, but that is what I had as well. No, yeah, yeah. 2 0. I don't think you're going to see as many of the 4 0s and the 5 0s as we saw from last year. I don't think so either. I but that's because of the, I'm seeing that because of the opposition. Yeah, yeah, I think the yeah. opposition recognizes what's in front of them and they're going to play differently. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, three I feel, nil. Oh, three I thought controversy was coming. I thought three you were going to go like a 1 1 or 2 2. No, no. That would have been fun. No, you know what? I am very curious to know what they're going to do in the defense here because I just don't think you can disrespect Aston Villa even if you're hosting them again and have your fucking midfield be your your back four. I know. I'm wondering if I Villa get a goal here out of this actually. 
I like the way they attacked this weekend. I'll stick with two now. I think Stones and Otamendi get another chance. I think Stones does, but I think he'll play with one of the two, Rodri or uh, Fernandinho. Fernandinho. I'll stick with my two now. Uh, Brighton at home at the Fortress to Everton. The Fortress. Everton on a, you know, they won, right? They won a game. They won after Will, playing for shit for a long time. <laughs> so they win another they one. They lost four in a row and then won one. So this is a thing, right? Do you say, okay, Everton have kicked on. We go with Everton. Or you're like, oh, I'm worried about Everton. This is a tough Paul, one. It's Paul's turn to, uh, to decide. 1-1. One, one. Oh. That's a good show. I'm going to go 2-1 Everton. 2-1 Everton. They sold me. I'm going to go 1-0 Everton. Yeah, that could be a good one. At the Fortress. Brighton don't score a lot of goals. They're still shit. Struggling. That's why I said what? Gilfie. Did we comment on how nice Gilfie's goal was? Love the fake. Was, was a, was a beauty. Gilfie comes off the bench, says, fuck you for putting me on the oh, bench, yeah. and just rifles top corner. Ooh. Well, he needs to do that when he's not off the bench. The fake he, that he, he did. The left foot the fake and curling. It was beautiful. It was a wonderful goal. Watford at home to Paul's third team, Bournemouth. <sighs> It's your turn to go first. Though. I know. <laughs> I'll go. I think Watford. Corey scored a goal, by the way. I saw that. I'll go did. Watford. Future Man United legend. It was a nice goal, actually. I'll go Watford to start getting it together with 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one, Watford. Yeah, I was actually going to say the same. It's Watford's first win of the season, 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one, Watford. You guys are really having a simpatico day, eh? We really are. Um, Not planned. Mm, no, not at all. 1-1. One, one. It's two draws for you. You're picking. Yeah, draws are big. If you get a draw and you get a right, bang on. I was leaning to one one, but I'm like Wofford need to the desperation. Yeah, I think they gotta win this game at home. It's like if they don't win this game, fire another manager. This next game is going to be interesting for our predictions because we've been stroking them off for about half an hour. West Ham at home to Sheffield United. Yeah, this is this has got like fun fun Premier League game written all over it. Like two two maybe. Yeah, like. <laughs> I can't say that now because. Oh no, I'm not taking. I'm not taking two two. I was literally going to say two two. No, take it. I'm not going with that. Two two. Yeah, I got two two. It's yeah. on paper. Yeah. I'm going to go two one Sheffield. Two one Sheffield. They look so good today. They were very good today. I'm going to go with but three. This is away. Three one West Ham. And, and, it, and you can see that too because West Ham are so inconsistent. This next one is when I'm going to get controversial, and maybe it's not controversial. Burnley at home to Chelsea. Mm. Polly, this is you first, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm locked in. Burnley's been playing really well lately. Yeah. Uh, 2-1 Burnley. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. That's what I got. Well, I would have went first. <laughs> hey, I was know. thinking about a 2-1 as well. Burnley looked great. Burnley looked good. Very well ordered. Burnley at home. Chelsea, I think they can hold them. I think 1-1 one, one is, is the right prediction. Yep. You know, one of the uh, the keys to uh, Chelsea's success, I think, is Zuma not being on the field. I could see that. Yeah. But that's it's, been a real gets personnel a of things, right? influence. A lot of the mistakes that they were having early on the season where they looked disjointed and they couldn't play out of the back uh, or mistakes were being made. It was because Zuma can't do that shit. Uh, they threw in a 19-year-old in there instead uh, into the mixer and things have just settled right Looking down. Looking sharp. Yeah, he's right down. down. Annoying. Uh, this, this like Sunday's weird for it's a us. Weird one. There's like three twelve thirty games or three, and then one ten a.m. game. Yeah, it's a strange so, one. You don't really see that. Usually, one team plays at twelve thirty. Yeah, I don't know. Let's start with the ten a.m. Newcastle at home to Wolves. I'll go one each. I'm gonna go one nil Newcastle. 
Mm-hmm. What's their favorite goal uh, scoreline? Polly, what do you got? Wolves have a lot of injuries. They have a lot of Is Neves injured? He is. He is, yeah. I had him on my team and, and didn't pay attention. And then... Yeah. Don't ever have him on your fantasy football I team. I think I might bring in him in as, by the way. He looks deadly. Uh, I can't wait. I got to revamp my entire fucking team. I know. It's terrible. Same. This couple looks of tweaks. like a 1 1 to me as well. Yeah. Outrageous. First of the three Arsenal at home to Crystal Palace. Yeah. Arsenal at home are much better side than they are when they're away. Um, but they're still kind of shit. But Palace yeah. are also shit. Palace don't have much going forward. I'm going to go Arsenal 2 0. I think this will be a good game. So do I. These guys match up. Arsenal 2 0. Arsenal 2 0. You want 2 0? I hate saying it, but yeah. I think they're going to respond. They're good at home. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm going to go 1 1. 1 1. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a different, uh, yeah. 3 uh, 2, Arsenal. And what will be a fucking great game. I hope it's a barn burner like You that. think uh, Crystal Palace have two goals, goals though? No. <laughs> they, they could. The Arsenal defense Who? is not great. Who's going to score, though? This is a, this is a London matchup. This Anybody. Is, this is them outperforming whatever. Dar- Darby's, Darby's have no. Yeah. Uh, this is a little bit of Darby Day magic. Don't follow the uh, normal patterns. They, I hope it's a good one. I won't be watching. I'll be watching this one. Norwich at home to Manchester United. Oh, man. You know. Uh, will you go first, sir, Connie? 1-1. One, one. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give United, United a win. such a piece of shit. Why? Well. Just such a piece of shit. What do you have? Honest with his position. Go ahead, Polly. Go second then. Uh, this will be a 2-0 man United. See, and I'll tell you what my logic is. I don't have confidence. So, like, a good performance for them considering the season against Liverpool. Who's going to score two goals? It's not even that. My my problem be penalties. is them being able those, to though. put... Uh, usually when they play a good game and they win or they even, like, you know, eke out a draw against what would be considered a better team, they rarely back it up with a good performance. I'm going 1-1. I'm going that's what I got. Oh, did you do one more? Yeah. yeah. That's but right. that's my issue with right yeah, is building like on it. Right oh, oh, did you also get one one? Oh, I didn't know. I've only been picking everything <laughs> no, you picked. No, he picked everything I picked. You know what I like with this? When I have to score this at the end of the week, it'll be really easy. That's why I always go like, you go first, now you go first, now you go first. Because you got to... Yeah. No, but one um, one is the, right, was the right idea. No, I mean, listen, a lot of people would tell you after the result United just had they, that they should be expected to win. My concern with them is putting back-to-back games together mm-hmm. continuing the progress that's where i come with the one one i agree with that that's that's where i'm at i well. don't know and it's and it's away you know they're not yeah they've been away form hasn't it's been poor it's not brilliant and i don't know if anyone's coming back specifically like Oli's been pogba's kinda, back maybe no it po- changes pogba won't he's out be for back. a while isn't he he won't be back yeah maybe so, luke shaw Martial probably starts i don't and again i don't know and you and you don't know with Oli, right like yeah, yeah. so i don't know i Listen, one one seems kind of reasonable. It's true. I agree. Fuck you. What do you got? <laughs> you got two nothing. Two nothing. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, I hope you're right. And now, gentlemen, the game of the week. Week, 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 week. Liverpool. Please be a fucking good game. Please. Coming be off a their good first game. drop points of the season. 
hosting the Spurs team. Trying the team to find their that's form. That's in disarray. Trying to find their form. According Heaven. to Roy Keane, they're in disarray. They Tottenham are, Hotspur. They are in disarray, let's be honest. This is a tantalizing game. It is, because you have a team that, like you said, just has come off uh, maybe not the best performance they've had. Not a great performance. You have performance. a team who has not performed, like, barely. They've had, like, a good half an hour of football this entire yeah. season. Who are um, you guys playing on Tuesday? Uh, we play Red Star Belgrade tomorrow. And they're playing Genk. They're visiting Genk on Wednesday. Yes, both of us have, like, not the best away games. Like, but, they're both away. So Before we get into anything like, like you know, tactics, results, and all that, what's do you have anyone coming back from injury? What's Christian Eriksen's situation? Uh, we do. We have Ryan Sesenio will be back. Christian Eriksen will be back. And uh, Gino Valo Celso will be back. So we Was have, he not on the bench this past no, weekend? We have, we have we will have a full squad other than Hugo Lloris. Okay. Which is a big miss. Indeedy? Is that his name? Indeed. Ndabale? Ndabale. Yeah, he, play, he played in the last game. He just came off the bench for, for Winksy. Um, yeah, I, we, we, we'll have, a, we'll have a, a full squad other than the keeper. I don't know how much that matters. It, it's What Spurs are struggling with is squad management and who to play and why. Erickson's back as well. He had a dead leg in the international break. He'll be back. Or he trained. Uh, he trained yesterday with the or today with the with the squad. So, you know, we have the choice of all these players. It's just how does he get it right? Well, who, how do you see them lining up? I see. Well, what I would like to see and what I would what is probably going to happen are very two very different things. Oh, really? Yeah, a hundred percent. I want to see Pochettino, despite it being like controversial as hell drop a bunch of players. Like I don't want to see Erickson on the field. I don't want to see I don't want to see Vertonghen or Alderweireld on the field. Why? Cuz they're they're the reason there's an issue. So who do you play instead of them, Brian? I think you play uh Davison Sanchez and I think you play uh Juan Foyth. Is he he's healthy as well? He is, he's back, yeah. That's not going to happen. Um, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I know it's controversial. I'm just I'm at the point where because we've played so bad for so long, for so long. I'm not talking about just this season. We've been shit in the league since January. These players aren't playing at the level that they're supposed to be playing at. We brought in all these other players, these younger players, to 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 be the next players in these positions. We brought Juan Foyth, he's 20, 20 years old. We brought in Davis Sanchez. He was a record uh, record center half. He had a really good first season when he came in for us. Um, played in a back three and was one of our best defenders. His stats were ridiculous. Pochettino needs to go back to what he's really good at. Take a, take take risks. Pick the younger players who believe in your system and do what you want them to do. And and, and, and maybe we struggle. Maybe we get our asses handed to us. But do it anyway. Embed them in and and then try to play Pochettino football because that's not what's happening right now. What are you worried about about Liverpool? Uh, I'm little, I, I'll be worried about if their front three are there and, and Pochettino doesn't set up correctly against those front three. Like I, we talked about earlier, obviously, just a few minutes ago about um, uh, annihil- or, uh, annihilating, not annihilating, but... Um, neutralizing. Neutralizing, thank you. Neutralizing their left and right backs and making sure that they don't have the ability to, to push the ball in. From either side, you take that out of the out, out, out of the way, and uh, and you make sure that your defenders are on point, and and that you press, you press them, you make them uncomfortable. And I don't think we've been doing that for a very long time. Let's get a prediction from you. Uh, I'm gonna go one one. Paul's already written down his prediction. Yeah, I'm gonna say what I'm looking most forward to is Harry Kane Van Dyke. I love it. I love it. Oh yeah, I just love it. It's a very like clear it's a, it's, cut. It's a, it's a great comp. It's a uh, very a clear cut head to head between those two pillars of the game. Yeah, 
Um, Agreed. And, and they are two of the best players on either of those yeah, teams for without sure. Without question. Yeah. Yep. And I really, uh, I really like it. And Van Dyke's. Uh, he had such a great season last season. He can he, get good at get at though. He can get like everybody can. He just had an amazing run of games where he couldn't last yeah. year, and now he's like he's a human. I, mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of knows what he is, so maybe they're digging a little bit more when they go like fifty fifty balls with him. And um, I think Kane is uh, he's he, the type of player who he's can got make it, it hard for him. He's right? got it in him to be a real warrior. So Physical. I, I want to see him really challenge Van Dyke, um, but. End of the day, you still got Liverpool. Uh, I'm going to go two one Liverpool, but um, I, I expect it to be a very tight game. You know, yeah, I weird. do too. That's why I went one one. I think uh, it's going to be tight. I, honestly, it could go either one two yeah. one or it could yeah. go one nil. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be really close. Yeah. Um, I'm in between these two scores. I it can't. will depend on whether or not Spurs show up with with energy, with energy. So I think and that's I why to, I would go with the younger players. I need Give fucking energy because right now it's just this like lethargic kind of half-assed version of what Spurs used yeah. to be. And if we just do that again, and Pochettino doesn't change it up with younger players, or even just a couple, it doesn't have to be the entire ones I'm talking about, but put in a couple of players who are going to just go out there and fucking rah, like yeah. take it to them, even if we lose. At least I'm, we fucking tried. You know, right now it's just, it's it's not it's not been good enough as far as the effort level, the energy, the seems the to be press. a weird mood or atmosphere. I'm I'm gonna go with two one Liverpool just because I did say at the beginning of the pod I finally kind of have yeah, given accepted up. It. Yeah, I've accepted Honestly, it. I would I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Yeah, I, I, like the one one for me is likely a bit of bias of not wanting to lose. Yeah, and and I and it see, will depend on on who we play. And I think it also depends if Salah's fit as well. But I, I can see Liverpool wanting to get. Back on we, track with a with a strong performance. The only well. thing I might do different with tactically, what I just said, is that I would play three at the back with Sanchez, Vertonghen, and Alderweireld, and then have Rose on one side and uh, Foyth or uh, Walker Peters on the other, and try and really like go at them in those. In I'm those very areas. comfortable with that being a I, good. I, I, like, I don't know the pop do that, but I think know. that would be great. That, that shuts down a big chunk of... Massively, yeah. You could do Ori. Like, Ashley right? Young so, helped do that. Like, fucking Ashley Young I know. He did help, help with that, that which yeah. was shocking. Yeah, for sure. Like, sure. It, it's not a rocket but that science. But that was Young without, without Mosalah. Yeah, Mosalah changes yeah. it. But it's still... But it can be done. I mean, Sheffield United. Spurs, Spurs should they, be. They were with the quality the they form. have, go in and do that, no problem. Yeah. But... We've seen how shit we've been playing. How do you know he doesn't, though? How do you know he doesn't look at it and say, you know what? We can do that. We might be able to do it better than those other two Maybe. teams and be better on the counterattack hey, like I said, with I, Kane and Son. I don't know if he'll do that. Same Kane, Son, and Mora. Like, yeah, I was going to say. Arguably, you know, you could you could play... With Ndombele sitting in front of the, sure. the back. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Yeah. I, I'm just... I'm skeptical of Pochettino right now and his tactics and his... It's bl- so wild to hear you say But that. here's why. Because I... I, it's not because he's tactically inept. It's because tactically speaking, he doesn't trust players, certain players, the way he used to, and those certain players aren't delivering. So when you go, I want you to do this for these reasons. I'm going to put you here, you here, you here. We're going to play three at the back with wing backs, and here's what I want you to do. I don't know that the players, certain players in those positions, are going to do what he wants them to do at the level is required to ensure that they don't we don't get killed. And so that's why I'm concerned. Whereas if you play a younger a younger team who are going to listen to him more, which is what he's been always been very good at, right? He's always been very good at getting the best out of younger players. I think that despite we may struggle, we may lose a few games, we may come into these scenarios, he has to go back to that mentality of 
there's certain players who will play for you. There's other ones who are older now or are close to looking at you going like, we're almost the same age or we've played similar careers and I don't want to run as much or I don't want to train as much or, you know, like what was Pochettino was always really good at was getting the best of the youth, getting them to believe in what he's doing and his, his style of play. And, and there's a bunch of players on that team that have been there so long that they don't necessarily believe it anymore. Maybe they're checked out. You know what? If... If I'm a neutral, or if there's a neutral Premier League fan, the best thing that could happen this weekend would be a Spurs victory. Good oh, for yeah. the league. Oh, of course. The league fantastic. fantastic. The league Great for the league. Desperately. Because I'm sick and tired of this <laughs> fucking Spurs. 19, 20 <laughs> points. Like, I'd like to see, like, both of the, I like to see, it's good when everybody drops points. Yeah. When everybody's not, like, flawless, and, you know, someone can get to them, and you don't 100%. have that gap. Yeah. So maybe you guys can get your shit together this weekend. <laughs> Of course, I would love that. <laughs> let's, start with, let's start with Tuesday. Let's see what happens on Tuesday, Champions yeah, League, yeah. tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow. I mean, I'm not confident. I'm not going to lie. Do you think you'll rest a lot of players? No, I don't think so at all. I think we're going to have to go. Like, we're we're in a better position than we were the season prior in the Champions League, like as far as points we Did got. you get a tie the first week or the first couple? Like, how do you look? Yeah, we, I mean, we're not great, but we're in second position in the group. Yeah. But we're not great. We're better than we were last season, but what we did last season is we're never going to do that again. Yeah, no, no team is going to do that again. That was that, that was, was crazy. epic. What it we was... were able to do to get points, were, and also very lucky. Let's be honest. Like yeah. some of the games, like the draw against uh, Barcelona away, was just like probably not going to happen. Fate did seem like it was on your. side. We had some, yeah, until until the final happened, right? And yeah. it was just like uh, kill me. Um, but yeah, I don't know that the Champions League is going to really tell us anything about what will happen against Liverpool. Yeah. I think the competitions are so different, and the way it'll be approached will be so different. And it's Tuesday to Sunday, so we've got a lot of space in between yeah. to deal with recovery. whatever. Yeah, re- recovery, or, and just tactically Prepare. you know, preparing for stuff. So, yeah. Well, listen... As, uh, I'm not going to say I'm a neutral because I really hope Spurs win just because... I know, you hate Liverpool and you're right. you're kind of a Spurs supporter. Otherwise. No, well, I, think it, I think it'd just be good for the league. But it's just a nice little shake-up too, right? Yeah. It's like when City drop points, they're like, good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's but, been a really weird season. It has been weird. It's been very Premier weird. League's been a bit weird. Not really weird, but like... Weird enough. Pretty weird. Arsenal, Man United, Tottenham, But we kind of knew there. that stuff going even, We did. Even, we predicted most of it. Even other Chelsea than the, other, than the, other than the Spurs thing. Sorry, even Chelsea saying? being as good as they are yeah, that with was the players they have. There's been a lot of weird kind of storylines. And then if you look at the global scale, there's things like Atletico Madrid have won one game in six. I know. That's weird. That's bonkers. And that's weird. Yeah. And Real Madrid yeah, is are... are Top of the table, but, but no, no, nobody thinks they should be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Barcelona are like having a little bit of a heart. Like they they should be a team that should be competing for the best in the world, yeah. and they're not. We're in a bit there. of a shift across the board. Yeah, Man like, City are like talking about how they're not. They're yet again not shift. ready for Champions League. Like, Messi looks like he's weird. not messy as much anymore. I haven't been. I've he been ramps watched, up. I haven't watched enough. He does ramp up. He like, he but he's, yeah. he he will inevitably be messy. Start to, well, no, but he'll. Uh, that's true, but he'll also inevitably decline. I mean, every player totally. gets to a certain yeah. age where decline is inevitable. And yeah. uh, Ronaldo will do it, Messi will do it, and there'll be other players that'll come through that won't, you know, won't be even close to those guys. So it'll take a while to get there again. But but I don't know anything that you've seen. It's all are, is pr- like firm proof because he's a racehorse. He oh, knows no, totally. he knows how to like kind of rest his body, like build into yeah. the season, and then all of a sudden he hits a stride. Yeah, m- midway in, it's and a then all of a sudden kind he's, of scenario, right? he's Lionel Messi again, and everybody talks about how he's rediscovered his form. Yeah. Meanwhile, he was just building himself up to yeah. that point. And, and, Ronaldo, and Ronaldo, you could say the same. And about maybe he's yeah. just being smarter about it because he know like he wants. It's going to be win. harder for him to do it. He wants to win the competitions. I don't know if the 
the numbers and the trophy, the personal trophies mean as much to him as they do to Ronaldo. I think. You know? I don't think they do. Yeah, but I think like winning the champions, like he was so desperate I, to win the so irate about how he they went up against Liverpool. He apologized to the Liverpool. entire fan base when uh, that happened. He, he was disgusted. Yeah, he stood and in front of the new the new camp and just like... They played in the Copa Del Rey the next and week and apologized. they're like, let's ask you about the game. He goes, I, I can't talk about anything. He goes, I still haven't forgot about it's that killing game last me, week. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Paul's a winner. Maybe he's just buying his time and taking care of his body a little bit more. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you one of the highlights of the season for me so far, and it's again, I'm gonna, I'll always say this, like this is a weird fucking season. It's been strange. But one of the best things that have come out of the season, and again, it's kind of a weird development, is... Some of the pundits this season, Roy Keane, Patrice Evra. You're Evra like, today? Just the quotes that you're getting off these guys, the some, stories. Some fun stuff. So like, good. The, I the, think the, they're all coming the to The thing fr- that's happening is I'm enjoying the stuff that happens off the field. Yeah. A little bit more than some of the stuff that's happening on the they're field. They're kind of coming to fruition, these older guys, yeah. right? Because like, they're old players who have yeah. become pundits who are now, as pundits, becoming yeah. interesting pundits. Yeah. Like having something to yeah. say that's fun to watch. You're like, but ha- I love Roy Keane. Continue- like, I, I know he's he, like, he, he, you know, he's a rival, yeah. but he is awesome. He's great. He just, the shit he says, I'm just like, that was awesome. Like, I fucking, yeah. I, like, it's totally against my team, but. That was funny. Like the Harry Kane thing got, was hilarious. What are y'all staring at? <laughs> it's just like, just go get Amazing. him. Yeah, just go get him. And then everybody's looking at him. He's like, oh, Spurs fans are going to hate you. And he's yeah, like, Gary just Neville. go get him. <laughs> he's so nonchalant. He doesn't give a fuck. He I love looks that. like he's ready for that. war. I, I love, love that. that. Yeah. He should coach Man United. Patrice no, Everett today uh, calls all Arsenal babies. Ten yeah. years ago, they were babies. They're babies today. Could you imagine Roy Keane, though, managing United be, right he'd now? He'd be mental. No. He no. doesn't. He's too mental too for mental? everybody. He can't. He, he can't manage anybody who he, has a fast car or has made enough money. Right. To have anybody a fast who's car. got ego. Because he was. He was managing um, uh, Ireland, right? Like he Ireland. No, Ireland, like Ireland's. He was like uh, he, assistant manager. He won't right? accept any player not giving a hundred and ten. Isn't that what United need? It's what every team should want. But there are players on teams. But his that definition don't of hundred and ten percent is like. It's like two hundred percent. Don't you don't get to own a phone because yeah. your phone is a distraction yeah. from yes. the focus. Let alone having an Instagram account. Like I love yeah, that, he's just too. Love that. He's I, too I like disconnected too. from the, the modern world. It, it, yeah, he would needed. fall into that category. It's yeah. needed though, but but it wouldn't work. An aspect of that is a hundred percent needed. Yeah, but the, it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Jesse but it, Lingard's, it would, the Paul, uh, like the, the guys who like who play in that space too much. They would be just need to be checked down for sure. I know. But he would, he would just be, he wouldn't be able to connect with any of the players today because he's just such a, a vicious dinosaur. He's so old school. Yeah. But at the same time, if you got him a team that was a couple of divisions lower, if you yeah. got a young team, and you, he was there to say, I can, I can make you into a footballer, and they were 100 percent committed into it, and they don't, they don't if have you, that money to buy a fancy car yet. Did, then he could do some stuff. If you did with him what Spurs did with Pochettino, we're going to give you a young team. We're gonna give you a bunch of young players, and you're gonna you're gonna who teach. United. I know United it's not gonna happen. They don't have the luxury to no, do no, that. No, no, I know anymore. they don't. But they, the whole idea was like bring Pochettino in, no, right? Because literally, I'm talking about a, a team. I know, but hear me out. Newspapers wouldn't even cover them. I know, but hear me out. Pochettino was like your your main target, or and still is arguably who your knows? main target. What do you think Pochettino would do? He would do exactly that. He would go target the youth. Target the 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 the, the system, the youth system. Bring in younger players, and then. Deal with the players. Oh, no, you're wrong. Yeah, you, you are. You, you're, you're you think wrong Roy Keane would target the youth. You think he wants to work with kids. We're no, saying, that's not what I'm saying. We're saying the I'm only people so... he should work with are kids. He would He would want the Harry Kane of the world. He would. He would want the Messies of the world. But, and then he would tear into them. I know. And it wouldn't work. He'd implode. All right, that's fair. He'd that's implode. fair. You guys know him better than I do, yeah. and that's probably true. But I do like think... He's, he's not one to work with kids. No. But I'm not talking about necessarily kids. I am to an extent. But I do, I, I do think that, like... 
Pochettino, bringing Pochettino in wouldn't be a heck of a lot different. Because Pochettino, like, in that... To Roy Keane? When it comes to being ruthless, ruthless. Because Pochettino, when Pochettino came into Spurs, was ruthless. He, he was like, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. He cut, like... Seven or eight players who were like he he made uh, he made uh, Brian Roy Keane's punch guys. No, I know. I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying he would like do it the same way and he would be as effective. I'm just saying it would be a similar idea. What you're trying to do with the team, with the squad, with the with the club. You're going all right. This whole fucking bullshit about Instagram and being popular and being cool on the fucking internet is bullshit. Go fuck yourselves. You're not part of the club that or the team that I want to develop. Pochettino's ideas are very similar to that. But I think he He's can ruthless. put a hand over a, a guy's can, shoulder. He can, and that's... Keen can't do that. I was that. about to say that. Yeah. So, Pacino, the difference is Pacino would be able to go, hey, young guy, you better fucking get your shit together, but would say it in a nice enough yeah, way Keen where you'd pat him that. on the head and get it done. And that's the difference. And I, you're right, Paul, and you guys are right. It's just me seeing, like, I think that what you need at United is that. Is that, is that, is that like taking that, like the younger side of the, of, of what's going on there, developing your, 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 your youth system, making it a thing that's useful to you. I'm not saying use all the youth. That's not what I'm saying. Take what you have in the squad and the players that believe in the club and then making sure that they understand the club and then make, getting the best of them. And then anybody who does oh, it, hold on a second you're though. Think about this. And you might watch him in interviews. Cut him. And this you're goes out. to both of you. I, you might I watch. You're, you're describing what Ole's there. To I was do just right going to say, look Is at he the, doing that? Look though? at the yeah. players that he's, oh, mind you, he wasn't able to replace them. And that's maybe a political thing. He got rid of that's Lukaku, fair. That's fair. Sanchez, Chris Smalling, Andre Herrera, which, you know, are those, are, those are all pretty easy to get rid of, though. They all wanted to go. Dude. Those are big name players. I'm not saying they're they? not big name players. And they didn't why, replace them. Why would you them? say that they're easy to like? It's not an they easy decision to, to get rid of Lukaku. A lot of people are giving him shit for getting rid of Lukaku. And, and, and arguably, arguably that's that's what I mean. He's been fair. bold. He's be, he's in he, a sense been ruthless. It, yeah, yeah. Come Ruth, on. Is the ruthlessness there though, or is to get there, dude? Did uh, did those players want to stay? Jose Mourinho didn't get rid of did, Deadwood. But, but, Van Hal didn't get didn't did those get players want to stay? Uh, no, that, that's a fair comment, but still. So, so that's my question. Andre so, Herrera didn't. Uh, okay, so maybe there's a couple that did some good. Things. We, Chris, Chris Smalling wanted to stay. Well, uh, sure, Jones sure. Right, Jones right. hasn't seen the field and never will see. He's been ruthless. He just hasn't been backed up in the transfer that's market. That's fair. Yeah, you guys know you guys know more about your club. No, than but you know it too. It's been and, public. No, no, but I I do think that like and I, it, ruthlessness and we don't pers- know what he's like behind the scenes. And I think that's the but thing. But he's definitely indoctrinating everybody with oh, yeah. I think the Man pers- United formula of success. Correct. For sure. And I so and that's right. And and you guys know know more about that than I do. What I'm seeing and what I've seen from other managers do and obviously I'm speaking about my own club's manager and what he's done is ruthlessness and and a moment that that ruthlessness is obvious, not that a, a player specifically wants out, which is, you know, Lukaku is an example, said, I want out. He was given out and he wasn't replaced. Whereas in other scenarios, maybe a manager goes, I want this player out. You're out. You're being replaced with this. Lukaku this. wanted out because he didn't get played last season by Oli. Oli didn't want him. And that's my point. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He de- only to me doesn't seem ruthless. He seems like he's doing what he has to do based on the scenario he was in, which isn't ruthless. It isn't going. I want this. 
fuck off out of my club. Oh no, he, I want he, this fuck off out of my Brian, club. He, I just I'm not seeing this. He walked bold. into that room. He and he said that publicly. Like we're going to be transitioning to this club, and a lot of the guys on the team right now are not going to be part of that. Yeah, and they're not going to. He like said it. that, and then he just put a whole slew of guys on the shopping. Like, and it doesn't mean they're they're going to get moved around because everybody has to buy to. to yeah, to of course, of course. Which is what which but is what Spurs the, the with amount right of now. guys that they like packaged up like uh, Darmian. Uh, we're not talking about. Oh yeah, like right. there's just been Fellini. a lot. guys. I'm 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 clearly wrong then here because I from my perspective he doesn't seem ruthless to me, but I clearly I and the I, truth is you're going to see a lot more in, it in the summer. So yeah. You're gonna see that uh, Jones will be going. Well, Ollie's still Young will be going. Now there's different. Kinds that's of a difference. That's there's, a difference. They're kind of ruthless. Yeah. I think you may be wanting to see or, or not seeing where like he's sitting a guy. I don't want to see it. Or I he's just... cutting a guy for the squad, but then not necessarily moving them on, but like yeah. more of a. I see well last him. Week. You're not playing this. Put week him with the thing. reserves. Kind I of thing. see him playing people and people who are on that team, and maybe it's just purely out of attitude. But like like Jesse Lingard, for instance. Jesse Lingard's pretty shit. And he hasn't really he's been and injured, and, but he's not. I don't think you're going to see him play too much moving forward. Okay, and that's fair. So again, yeah. you guys know more about the squad than I do. I just see, I don't see the ruthlessness of seeing a player who isn't good enough, and you're going, you're out. Like Rashford isn't a number nine. I know you guys already got a ton of injuries, so that's you got you have to accept that, yeah. and I get it. But he should not be playing as a number. I nine. don't disagree, but he's all we have right now. I know, yeah. and so that in itself means that I, I think, from my perspective, he's made mistakes. And if you're going to be ruthless and you're going to get better, you get rid of your best goal scorer, like your Romelu Lukaku's, and you're going to send him somewhere for a bunch of money, and he's not, get, he doesn't get replaced. Or if you replace him with somebody who's within the squad, which you've done with Martial, right? Arguably, he's your new number nine, who has never performed in that position. So. I don't know. Like it's not to me. It's not. I, I ruthless, think you're but... compiling a bunch of stuff and yeah. and, and adding on to word. Sure, of course science. I am. I'm 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 I'm, I'm compiling a bunch of stuff that I'm seeing, and I and I like I've said a number of times. I'm arguably wrong. I'm only just suggesting that, like from what I see, I don't see Oli as ruthless. I see him as attempting to try to appease what is everybody's expecting of Man United. And getting I think some you're of, woefully undereducated on the subject. Yeah. I think you've admitted okay, that maybe. a couple times. Yeah, and I think you've. Kind of made a bigger, bigger statement. Getting from some where you of started. it, I'll finish. Getting some of it right and getting a bunch of it really wrong. And, and no, and you're right. But here's the thing. And I think I, I would just say that I think he's got a, a bigger rope than people maybe think or realize. And, and we didn't get in. It, it's there's two United guys on here and, and the Spurs guys. I, I'm very conscious of us talking about United too much, so I don't want to. But Let's, there's a, I want to just retract. We we went from. Roy Keane should be your manager to I didn't Ole's say not Roy Keane should be your manager. No, don't put words in my mouth. No, no, no. Hold on a second. But I didn't say I that. think he's got a bigger you rope. Absolutely. No, but, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, but let's not get hung up on did it. Did I say Roy Keane should be your manager? Or did he, I say he'd be maybe you should fit. consider a guy like that? Yeah, I know. And but, the reason why Pochettino is considered... No, 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 Brian. You're done is, talking. No, no I'm no. not done talking. Dave's, Let me Dave's, finish my fucking point. Is that is that Roy Keane would do something similar you to You think Pochettino. he'd be the type of ruthlessness is what yes, you were saying? That's all he'd I said. be good in that. But, I, but and again, I didn't say he's the right guy. That and again, but... Well, I'm glad I did too. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. has been ruthless. And like you said, you might not have been... And he has been. And I've said that. And I think here... Here's the thing. People are really happy about Wambasaka McGuire. I wasn't. I still am. I said earlier to you, your defense is the best part of your team. Yeah, your, but here's the thing. Team right now. If and he's you, done a very good job. I'm actually happier. You talk about the replacements. I'm happier 
that he's gotten rid of these guys. And if it takes another window, and I don't want to do it wrong anymore. Totally fair. I like what he's done. Yeah, yeah. And if they said he's come, he came out. There was a huge thing about his interview the other day about we were looking for targets, they weren't the right targets. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I and know where we are right now. Paul knows where we are. I'm okay with it. And, and, we, and a lot of people say yeah. build from the back. Maybe they're doing that, but I also don't want them to go in the market and buy someone because they think they might be a fit. The one I don't care what anyone says. They've done in this one. Saka and Maguire were nine out of ten signings. So maybe they're taking a step back and say, let's be concrete about this, build properly. So then, two to three seasons, maybe two, who knows how it goes. We will be back up there, possibly fighting for titles, depending on how the other. But let's do it the proper way. Which, honestly, if that's what's happening, and it is, and he's been ruthless, I'm happy with him. You can only listen. I think you can only work with what you've got. I'm gonna. This is what's happening in this conversation. There's a lot of confusion between what. We're calling Ole decisions and Ole tactics and Ole managerial. Uh, yeah, and, and you guys know more about that and than club I do, elements like who to yeah. bring in, who the structure is, the recruiting. These are not things that you can combine because they don't fall into Ole's camp. Yeah. He may have final say, which has been he talked says about, he does talked about this week that he has final say, which is, but he hasn't had that many windows in charge of Man United Football Club. And we are obviously going through a rebuild. So there's a lot of things that people are hanging on him, which is unfair because how could he possibly have had a say in that when he's relatively new? And that's something that was decided months before he probably even started because it seems like we scout somebody two years before we even sign them. Yeah. So I think there's just a lot of things that this conversation is kind of unpacked. All <laughs> I want to go back to is he seems ruthless. Certainly not ruthless enough in the way that you maybe bench a player if they're not performing very well. Yeah. But I also don't think he's had the personnel to even have the luxury. It's not of really benching. him to do that. He doesn't is have it? the option. To oh, do I think that it might right now. Be. He's actually been. He, yeah. if, you, if you go back he's to such his, a nice guy, <laughs> he's so friendly. I, I mean, but but I mean that can just be personal. behind closed doors. His managerial style yeah. has come out from uh, previous clubs that he is not afraid of benching guys to show them who's right. who. He's not afraid of moving guys on if he feels like they, they, they've gotten too big for their boots. Um, he is somebody who will scream at you if you fuck up but he will not put you on display for the press and blame you publicly. Yeah, like which Jose, is good management. Which is what I think is happening here. There's yeah. a certain in, insulating the dressing room by having somebody who's going to do a job, but also in front of the press is a bit of a buffer to True. give this project some time so that nobody's going to go too crazy and the fans won't turn on him because he's got that kind of nice legendary status. I've always kind of thought of him as being the PR guy to help us turn things around because he knows the club. He knows how we should be playing. He's probably not the guy to help us get to the next level, but he's certainly a good architect to help us understand what we need to do to get there. Because I I just, I have been impressed with what he's been doing, but it's all going to come down to who we sign and it's going to be a... Fucking director of football. Here's the thing I struggle. Get with. me one. Here's Get the thing. I, here's the thing. It's I struggle a results-driven sport as well. Like if of he loses nine of the next ten, like he will be let go. So here's the thing I'm struggling with. He so will. Like, nine I, out of ten. Yeah. All of you guys. Like I said, you guys know way more about your club than I do. But we, like, we were literally just came came into this weekend where had Southampton won and you guys lost, you would have been in relegation. Yeah, man. So it's I, bad. So so I'm just trying to figure out like look at how many players we moved on and look at the sure, quality sure. of the players we have. Okay, okay, like fair. Like Juan Basaka and Harry Maguire, maybe next to De Gea, are Manchester United's two best players for sure. By a mile. I know, I know, but like a country mile. When you're doing a rebuild, this is a question. This it's is been not poor mismanagement for five to yeah, six and, and years. And arguably that has nothing to do with all of right? you. Guys would agree it has with that? Zero, zero to do with like that. that. You're looking at your board, yeah. you're looking at you're looking at I look uh, at that summer window. Daniel James fifteen million. Who knows what he's gonna be? 
Phenomenal. It's, you a great, it's a great. It's a great one. Two and Juan Bissaka, players, brilliant. Two Harry guys will be there for just, ten years. Harry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, uh, and be loud. Yeah. But Harry Maguire, despite the price, is a great. Is a great. Fucking person. awesome, man. For sure. But getting rid of those other guys, and I, I'm maybe a different kind of United fan. Getting rid of Lukaku, Sanchez, Smalling, you have no idea how much that excited to me. And maybe Paul can relate to this. The biggest problem we've had for three it's years is just letting Lukaku. people stay here where you're nowhere near the air quotes caliber the, of what this club the is. The analogy I like is that it's, it's like putting a lot of expensive adjustments to a house whose foundation is shit. Mm. Like strip it I all, keep having to go down to the foundation, That's build fair. a spine of the team, yes. get the mix right, sprinkle in the the shiny like goal scoring talent options, but get the, the nice, spine, the, the nice design. Out. Yeah, just get that shit. Like we've been, you're going to use the analogy. We've been. The kitchen looks great. Rudderless <laughs> from a spine point of view for a long time, yeah, and we sure. kind of throw in money at like the Falcaos and the De Gea's and the, the, Maria. the Maria's. It, we just needed to have a real legitimate like step back and say, okay. This will cost us in the short term. It'll benefit us in the long term. Yeah. It's going to be embarrassing. Be We're painful. going to be on the sun front cover for a long time. Can we all just agree that this is something we now have to do? That's this where is, we're at. This is probably been something that has been talked about as being the necessary step for a while, but for different corporate reasons or just maybe sheer stubbornness or naivety from the board or whatever reasons. This is the only thing I like about this is it's painful, but you can see the plan is in place. I don't know where we're going to go out of this. I, I, nothing is guaranteed, but this is where I would want to start. Get it fucking sorted it's, out, strip it it's out. It's the right thing to do. Van yeah. Gaal came in and tried to do the same thing. He just did it way too aggressively, and he did it to certain players that you don't need to move them on yet. Question for you guys, and maybe this is the place to end it because we've kind of been on about it for a while, but question for you guys. Uh, you guys clearly like the direction that Ollie's going in, the, the direction the club's going in with what he is trying to do. Yeah. If you guys are in a scenario potentially where you maybe lose a couple more games and he gets sacked, what happens? For, like, what do you? I don't what, think you can blame him if he loses. I'm not saying a blame him. Games I'm not, and and I wouldn't asking. sack him. So it's a question. Okay, so I'm saying that. Do you think he should get sacked? First of all, no. If he does get sacked, despite you not wanting him to. Yeah. What does United do? You don't bring in another manager. Throw Michael Carrick in there. We're just not. Listen, it, like if United, That's what I was if about, United like, finished eighth this season, processes you'd have to kind of all kind of turn and look at each other, be like, and like Paul said, and maybe that's a stretch. Who knows? But you might say it's just kind of where we're it at. Is where, it it's is what it is. It's a bit of yeah. a dip, but we've got some right things going here. Maybe three or four proper moves next summer. Those four moves could, could change could, everything. Could put you right we, up to We've fourth. seen Chelsea finish yeah. finish twelfth and then go so, win the league. So the my season. biggest yeah. thing is I'm okay done right, with that. Right. I'd rather we just do it properly than right. try to paper over cracks. So if we finish eighth, we finish eighth. It is what it is. I'm yeah. more concerned about the following season and the season after that. Yeah, yeah. What's the build? What's what are we Correct. what are we working towards? You just got to look at that's the what matters more and than see what's in front of you. Our seasons are actually going to be decided in January and in the summer. Like that's the real sport of it for us. Is who are we signing? Yeah, and then and, and this is the thing we've talked about this before with some of the other clubs who've done really good. Uh, they've bought really good players and really and like recognizing the places that they need to buy those players. Yeah. I think that's what United have done really poorly. Oh, I think yeah. you could arguably there's other teams who've done who've struggled with it as well. But United is like it's a good example of like 
what, what you really to do. needed and what you didn't buy. But yeah. what you've done this season, and we've seen, we just spoke about it. You know, the Maguires and the Juan Bissakas, like uh, these are really good players Great in those positions, signings. and they're young, and they're gonna they're gonna be yeah. able to play for you know two or three seasons and two and, or three and, and give you. Well, I'm just giving you. A, yeah. You know, maybe they go they get signed by somebody else. No chance. But my point being is is that that those are good decisions that yeah, have been finally good decisions that have been made. Yeah. But for a long time those good decisions haven't been made. Pay out of the ass for it though. Harry Maguire is probably what a 60 million, 50 million. 45, 50. It's United and that's why Paul mentioned yeah. January. I don't want to buy anybody in January cuz yeah. January knows everyone's going to have a gun but to our head. But you need to buy somebody. And January, like you need I, a no, midfield. You I'm, need another. You need a. You need a midfield. I'll wait till the summer. Yeah. Okay. No, well, and that's uh, fair. If somebody of value becomes available, I get it. I get it. Yeah, and, and that fun. does matter. Very difficult nowadays in team, January. Does it make We're your team better? Well, you want a striker, probably. I don't mind having a veteran striker from January on. I don't mind it one bit. Like a loan deal. Like a loan deal. Just somebody to score a couple million, of goals. Just somebody that's that fine. can give us a different option. That's fine. Mandzukic. I can't say his name. Mandzukic. Mandzukic. Yeah. Uh, we talked about a lot. Mandzukic. I'm like fine with that, man. If sure. you can get that for $10 million, that's okay. Fucking do it. I'm talking about like a, a prize piece for the squad. It's that's something that's going to last for a $120 million for Dybala in January? No, I'm okay. We're not doing that. I don't want yeah. Dybala. January isn't for in like buying system, a big player. They're going to move forward. January is never for buying a big player. Yeah. That's just the name I pulled out because he's the kind of guy you don't want to buy in January because it doesn't make any sense. And just Spurs, somebody, Spurs are about to do that. Yeah, you somebody can, can just help us for half a season to get over the line. I'm fine with whatever we buy. Or if there's a really good deal to be had that we can get in January, great. That Bella won't come to England. Just wait Maybe. for that one. Uh, guys, I mean, that was that was great. Uh, thanks you, thank you for schooling me about you, Man United, because I, I do recognize that I am like don't know shit about it. But I'm try- I, I do watch enough to kind of have a bit we're, of a sense. We're all here to learn. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 I rec- from what I see online, and online doesn't give you like a good example of the reality of it, but there's a bunch of people who support Man U who are like, all he needs to go kind of stuff we have some of the worst fans you guys on the are, planet you guys yeah and I think I think every team has that but you guys are a bit more um, you know sort of pragmatic about it and when it comes to like the reality of your situation and recognizing that it is going to take time social media world man everyone oh, it's, kill, it's killer yeah. you guys I saw the Tottenham Spurs fans losing insane. their shit oh, yeah, this week it's ridiculous I'm like everyone calm down <laughs> Firepotch I'm just yeah. like what are you talking about yeah, exactly like, doesn't he deserve a little bit of leeway everyone take <laughs> it easy people yeah. wanted Ferguson gone once upon a time of course, yeah, exactly. of course. but uh, guys on that note do we have anything else to talk about are we good to go we're good Come on, you Spurs! Yeah, boy, yeah. there you go. So if you've made it this far, uh, thank you for listening to everything about Man United. Um, and uh, I actually quite enjoyed that, despite it not being about Spurs. So um, <laughs> uh, we look forward to uh, next week's podcast. And uh, bye. bye! Bye! Champions League! Bye! This is the North End. <laughs>